It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. felt like putting a bullet between the eyes of every panda that wouldn't screw to save its species. I wanted to open the dump valves on oil tankers and smother all those French beaches I'd never see. I wanted to breathe smoke. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! At least I got to see Gwendolyn Christie's eyeball. And that's <laughs> it! I was so furious. It's like you're gonna. She's, she's on the screen for fucking six minutes out of two hours and 33 minutes, and you show me her eye? That is unacceptable. Star she can do conventions for the rest of her life now, that's, which she could have done anyway. That's fine. I will pay every time her. She yeah. is, she's the best. Now she double dips on that shit. She is my Gianna Michaels. <laughs> Get her! There! Now, I wouldn't know what to do with her. She's like seven foot tall. She'd fucking break me in half. Yeah, she would, yeah. Yeah, you would not recover from that. Nope, and that'd be fine with me. I could just go to the go to the home after that. <laughs> Put me out the I'm pasture. Done. I won. <laughs> I've had all that life has to offer. Yeah, that's it. I don't need any more. 
I don't care if they make another Mad Max movie. I don't need to see that. I just bang Gwendolyn Christie. See you later, guys. I'm <laughs> out. I just drop the mic and walk away. I'm there. What the hell is going on? It's the government, dude. We have this problem every week. Like, no, wow. this was different. Literally, it wasn't bringing yins up or nothing. I actually went in to look to see if yins were there. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to my one of my favorite shows, besides the Game of Thrones roundup, because I could talk Gwendolyn Christie all day. Matter of fact, I already have with our guest, Joe. This is our top ten hey, of hey. the year. What's up, Joe? Always glad to be on this show, and always, uh, this is... Always interesting, just the preparation for this show. Yeah. Just figuring out what, what I thought was best, you know, what I thought sucked, and just reviewing all the shit that I've seen throughout the year. And as always, Tim is here. Yes. And, yes, uh, I am. We, we were talking about Joe's married life, and uh, according to <laughs> Facebook, Joe, Lisa's got you out in a minivan looking at fucking Christmas lights. That's some yeah, white people yeah. shit, Joe. Wow, that's that's a t-shirt, Joe. I don't know. I don't know. It that's a t-shirt, Joe, going out and doing some white folk shit. Yep. It, it definitely is, and if you can tell by the picture, it's not something I was very thrilled about. Uh, <laughs> just kind of there. It's like, hey, look. And it's like, fuck, everybody went to this same neighborhood, and we're just stuck in traffic in a neighborhood. It's like, you know, we could just park Everybody Joe, did your car. pants just fall off? What the fuck was that? No, that was, that was my dog, Princess. She came, oh. you know, just rattling herself next to me. Sorry. I thought Kamala... Kamala, <laughs> you took your pants off. <laughs> that's the only way Joe does the show, is if he just takes <laughs> yeah. pants off. Yeah, can't do this with my pants on. Well, that's on. podcasting 101. You do it fucking pantsless. Yeah, you gotta be comfortable. So, yeah, went into... Uh, did that. I, I'm sure I've done some other stuff that is just like kind of like out of my out of my spectrum. But uh, yeah, did you sell any shirts yeah. while you were uh, looking at lights? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I do sell a, a like a Krampus shirt and a uh, one with Santa on it that says "Don't stop believing." So <laughs> I came to your neighborhood to look at your shitty Christmas lights, and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Could have made a mitt, Joe. You put me on your payroll. I'm full of ideas. Real bad ones, but they're ideas nonetheless. Anyway, uh, we, 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 we got, we got some serious, something serious to talk about this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it just to open we, up the show, trying yeah. to figure out how to, like, talk about it real quick, but, uh, we, we lost yeah, to, this, uh, bootleg Tim Gross, Tim Wilder, our buddy, our convention friend. Yeah, word got out Thursday evening from uh, Charlie Fleming and Out of Print Dan Boyd. I uh, got an email from those guys, and at first they couldn't really believe it, and I didn't know whether I should start telling everybody or who to tell, because uh, long-life friend uh, Patty of Tim's, uh, she was just making a few phone calls, and according to Dan, of course, she was just destroyed. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, I said to you, Kyle, emailed you, I emailed Joe, uh, John Cross, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to wait, I'm going to stop emailing people, just, you know, let her tell her, you know, hopefully she would say something or somebody else was going to say something, but yeah, got a group email, like I I just, it took me a day to process it. I I, I thought about it all day that day, man. I heard he was sick, I knew... 
um, few months back that it was possible that he's going to be looking at another liver transplant. And just he went to the hospital this week, and things went south apparently real quick. It's bad news, and it, and it sucks because, like, Tim was one of the cool dudes that I looked for. There's, like, him. I always look forward to seeing Joe and, and Quast, and, and and it's not just Tim. It's always Tim and Patty. There was, yes. You weren't, you weren't just yeah. going to see Tim. You were going to go see both those guys because they were, they were, like, the same person. Yeah, those them two are possibly the nicest people you uh-huh. can meet. Yeah. Those two, and what's funny, and you know, I'm gonna mention his name. I believe they were friends with even Michael Exler, Rich Delzato. They were friends with everyone. They weren't Everybody. wrapped up in yeah. They weren't wrapped up into a lot of the bullshit, whether it was the conventions or anything like that around here. And I think it's cool. Everybody knew them. They were fr- every, they were friendly with everybody. And what was cool about Tim was that uh, he could talk horror movies. He'd talk anime. He'd talk video games. That motherfucker could talk wrestling. Like w- yes, I was gonna say wrestling. Tim would send me videos of ECW, and <laughs> we would talk for like we'd be at a convention and like especially horror realm, and we would just sit there and talk about New Jack. How oh, yes. can we bring New Jack into WWE? <laughs> just like, you know, just stupid, funny stuff that we would just share stories because both of us got to see New Jack several times live and at different locations. Like, it, that was really cool. And I, I will say this. Uh, the one thing I'll never forget, and it caught me off guard, but I think it was... The coolest thing I could ever see, uh, the whole bootleg Tim Gross thing. When yeah. <laughs> he did that costume, I was unaware of it the whole time until he came to me. And That's down so to the, funny. Yeah, the Jagoff Massacre hat. Like it caught me by surprise. I didn't know what to say at first, but I was like, "This is, this is the, this is the best compliment you could ever have." Uh-huh. And I was like, I hurried up, gave him a Gross movie reviews t-shirt and i said okay are you he's like i'm getting in the contest and the best thing that ever happened was besides us going around and getting autograph him signing autographs for people um but him going to the horror realm costume contest and when he only came in third place people (laughs) booed (laughs) (laughs) so because they wanted him to be first place. I thought that was the greatest compliment they could ever be paid. Especially uh, the Sharpie mustache in goatee. Brilliant. That was hilarious. But I'm yeah, sure, Tim Wilder I'm sure it was a fucking three-hour job getting that off, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, like after a couple minutes of just shock of just looking at what he did, I was like, <laughs> I was just like you realize uh, you're kind of fucked on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was trying to tell Patty, don't go too dark on it. <laughs> Joe, you got anything you want to add to the Yeah, definitely a nice guy going back to uh, what you said, that he could talk about just about any subject. Yeah, you, you just start rattling something off, and he'd jump in, too. Like, uh, like you know, you before we started recording, you mentioned uh, Mike Bondesburg, Gianna Michaels. Well, he would rattle oh, off, like, Gianna. a dozen more. You know yes. that that were comparable. 
So uh, I think one of the first uh, horror realms that Lisa and I went to together, like after the first day, of course we're tired from you know from the trip and everything, and and he's just gathering people together to go eat. Like everybody's just now we're all gonna go eat. You know we're all gonna go to this bar and we're just all gonna go hang out. And we weren't really feeling it, but he insisted and we didn't say no. And we're glad. You know, we're glad that we got to hang out with. Uh, I think you were there too, Kyle. Yeah, that Mexican uh, joint it, that was that had the that was where I drunk the first Blue Moon beer ever, and that beer sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beer yeah, awful. yeah. I can't say anything for the food that we had there, but but the company was great, man. Yeah. And we got to hang out with everybody. You know, not at a convention vibe. You know, because it's always different at a convention. Mm-hmm. You're always on. You're always you know partying nonstop. But everybody got to talk to to each other and. Just hang out loosely for a little while, and, and I was glad he did that. You know, you know, as reluctant as I was to go at first, man. Afterwards, it's like, man, shit, this was great. I remember my fondest memory is uh, me and John Cross and Bryce, and yeah, that's uh, us four. I think we were in Bryce's car. This is a little tiny red car. Yes, yeah. it was Bryce's car, and we were going to see Patty when she was at the nursing home. I'm, I'm yeah. tearing up a little bit here because this is fucking terrible. And uh, I had told John Cross earlier in the car that I heard my grandma make one of those old-timey racial slurs that I wasn't for <laughs> sure was a racial slur. <laughs> and I had to ask. I was like, is that a real like racial slur? And then it was just like everybody spouting off the rudest racial shit we could think of in that car. And I was like, I'd never heard half of them. And it was, and yeah, the guy could talk about anything. I'm going to miss that dude, man. We, we, Wastelander down. Anyway, I guess we'll all see him again sometime. We all got to. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I can't. I just, I thought about him that whole day, and I'm like, at least, you know, the only thing I could think of, and I don't know. What that says about anything is at least he didn't have to stick around to see the shit show that this world is turning into anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to miss that dude. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to miss him yeah, just for the mere a, reason. A big hole in the convention dudes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, Tim, he... he he was well-liked by everyone. Yep. Bootleg Tim grows to R.I.P. And, yeah, we got we to gotta move on or I'm going to lose it. This, this is fucking shitty. Anyway, uh, T-Shirt Joe is here. What did you see that hey, week, hey. sir? Uh, I watched a lot of shit in preparation uh, for this show, and I guess I'll rattle off the stuff that didn't make our list uh, that, that we won't, or I guess that I won't be talking about. Um, first one is a new documentary on Netflix called Voyeur about a guy that bought a hotel just to, to spy oh, on people. He set up like a little, I don't know, like peep show up, up on the trellis or up, you know, on the roof where he can look down in people's rooms. But there's <laughs> a lot of question whether it was real, legit, or whether he, he was just bullshitting the whole time. And this, uh, pretty famous journalist, Gay Talese, wrote a book about him and, and it didn't come out until like right after the book's release that hey this guy may be full of shit. So it's an interesting documentary, but 
you know, you see something that's called voyeur, you want some some hot and heavy shit. This has none of that. Oh, boo, I've lame. been looking forward to this. Uh, I mean, watch it. It's interesting in that, um, you know how like somebody will post a uh, a news article on Facebook and everybody jumps in real quick. Hey, do your research. Do your research. You know, well, where do you do your research if the people writing the news articles aren't doing their fucking research either? Hasn't you know, Donald if, if, Trump told us that everything is fake news now, Joe? <laughs> well, you know what? He may not be too far off from the point, man. I mean, just looking at this guy, this guy's a reputable journalist, but he did no research on this guy. He just took the guy, the guy's word at what he was saying. He was so he was more eager for the story. Than the research that goes involved gets involved with it, man. So it was it was odd, you know. It was odd to see, and it just gets you thinking about well, fuck any journalism. Uh, I also saw iBoy. Either of you heard of this one? I heard the summary is something like then the kid fall on his iPhone and smash it to his head and become like robot kid. He gets shot and shrapnel <laughs> from the iPhone. <laughs> Become like shitty Iron Man. And he gets the power of an iPhone. This is something me and Tim fucking make up. (laughs) He can read your text messages. He can check out your bank history. Go through your emails. (laughs) So he takes on the gangs of London. Uh, (laughs) Sounds real bad. You know, it has that little ugly girl from Game of Thrones in it. Uh, what's her name? The one that became the, the nameless assassin or whatever, faceless assassin. Oh, San- or Arya? Yeah, she's in it. Eh, pass. I don't like her. Yeah, she gets gang raped at the beginning. Oh, no, uh, I'm interested. <laughs> well, they don't show any of that, but it's... <laughs> it turns <laughs> into Savage Streets and John Vernon <laughs> shows up. It's an odd movie, man. It's a, it's a really odd movie. Um, I saw... One that you guys talked about last week, uh, Jackie Chan in The Foreigner. Oh, The Foreigner's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good flick. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Jackie's not doing a whole lot of his stunts anymore. So, can you blame uh, him? He's sixty-five years old, dude. He did. Yeah, exactly I know. I know. The but, right you know, shit a sixty-five-year-old dude could do. The thing I walked away from this movie the most with is that I want a Jackie Chan wig, like he wears in that flashback scene on the boat. I want one of those bowl cut Jackie Chan wigs, man. I've got to have it. <laughs> uh, the movie pretty predictable, but it, but it was fun. You know, as far as actioners go, we didn't have a whole lot of action movies this year. No, I thought it was I thought it was decent. It was like the rich man's Taken. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I also saw just yesterday. I went and saw The Shape of Water. Mm. Yeah, how was that? I've been wanting to ask you about that, Joe. Have either of you seen it, and is it no. on either of your lists? I have been looking for a place to see this, and Star Wars has steamrolled it away from any place near me. And yeah, I, I don't think that's see the it case. even coming around. Um, but the theater I went to here by the house, it had a fairly decent crowd, uh, and I've been looking forward to it. You know, I've really been wanting to see a, a good monster movie. And maybe someday I'll get to see one because this one is just. Uh, oh, it's not I think good. on Facebook I called it uh, uh, "Free Willy Meets Amelie." You've ever seen that the French film? Oh God, it, that's. It has the look of that film. Uh, the main character reminds me a lot of that character. It's like 
well, shit, we, we made this Abe Sapien suit to do Hellboy 3. Now we're not going to use it because, you know, they didn't greenlight that movie. Let's go ahead and use it in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Michael Shannon, who I really like, he's in this, but he's playing the, the typical Michael Shannon role that, that we've seen over and over and over again. He's always good at it, but, man, we've seen this. Uh, so he's General Zod. Yeah, pretty much. Like or brooding. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, or like his character in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah, know, where, yep. And it's just, uh, the movie didn't do it for me, man. It, it looks great, you know, it's got some, some pretty cool shit in it. It's a good movie, but it's not It's not. I great. heard on the download that there's monster fucking Joe. Yeah, there's some fucking in it. Oh, you know, right. there, there's some, there's <laughs> some nudity. Um, Michael Shannon has some really good... Uh, racial comments that made me laugh out loud and unfortunately I was the only one in the theater that laughed at them. So, <laughs> yeah. You're the, the patron saint of racial relations. I feel like it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody's looking at me and like, how dare you laugh at that? Wait, are they, are <laughs> they, are they racial, racial slurs against mer people? Because if no. they are, I want to hear what they are. Because I, who, what are you gonna? Who are you gonna fit? One dude. <laughs> no, but but I thought that this shit was funny. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's an odd movie. I I can't recommend it. I'd say wait on it. You know, wait till it hits. Uh, wait till you get an online screener. Okay. Or, or it comes out on HBO or something. Mm. Mm. And. That's about it. That's all I've seen movie-wise this this week. That's not on my list that we're not going to talk about later. Well, I'll go real quick because I watched about five movies this week, and two of them made my top ten list, so I will save those for later. But I did watch Tim, Tom Cruise, yep. fucking, besides The Mummy, he's still on. I watched that, okay. I watched that American Made where he plays the American Airlines pilot recruited by the CIA to... Run drugs for uh, it, well, whoever is downside. I don't hate the idea, but it just if to me it just reminded me way too much of Air America. It's it's that it's blow. It's any cocaine. Yeah, 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 drug yeah, running yeah. Movie, but he's pretty good in it. Like, there's some honest okay. to god funny shit. There's there's one part where uh, him and his buddies are flying down to get the drugs because it's like this triangle of like he runs guns to. The Sandinistas then picks up drugs from who's that big drug kingpin that just died? God damn it, I can't think of his name. The Narcos guy, Joe. Oh, from uh, oh, fuck is his name? Oh shit! Of course, I'm drawing a blank now that you. Ah oh, shit! Oh oh, I don't know that guy. I almost said El Guapo, but it's not El Guapo. Yeah, it's not El Chapo. No. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, the, the big. The dude from the 80s that was running the show, he'd pick those up and yeah. bring them back to America, and, and the, DI, the DEA was chasing him, and he he ends up landing his plane in a residential area and just jumps out covered in cocaine and steals this little black kid's bike and just throws money at him and takes off down the street. God. It's pretty funny, but it, it, it's nothing to... Uh, yeah, it is. It's Air America. It's Blow. It's all those movies, but I, I liked it. Tom Cruise was... Pretty good in it. I mean, uh, there's that. I also watched the Flatliners remake, which is Escobar. 
Sorry. Basketball. Is that a remake or is that a is that a remake or a sequel? It is a remake. Kiefer Sutherland does show up. He makes like a little cameo appearance as uh, a doctor teaching one of the classes, and you know, you know, it, it's basic Sutherland. He's being a shit, yeah. a real shithead. What he does, he's doing what he's good at, and it's just okay. Like Ellen Page is better than that. I just don't think. Like, she gets the roles anymore, and I don't know why. But she's a good actress. I like her. And it's just so, it's okay. Just another one to throw. There's been a million of them, these remakes, man. I don't know why they ever remade Flatliners. But, okay. I think the Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, does anybody remember that movie other than me? What, Flatliners? (laughs) Yeah. No, I remember it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we, I saw it in the theater yeah, when it came too. out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. nobody was... High... Skype is telling me there's high sound coming from the speakers. Thanks, Skype, whatever that means. Um, high sound. We're still recording, so fuck it. Uh, I watched that, and I'm into this, and you might like this, Joe, this uh, new new series on Netflix called The Dark. Um, I'm not sure what it's about because it's Danish, but it's dubbed in English and I think some of it's lost in translation, but it's like, it, it's like Danish Stranger Things only without the 80s nostalgia service <laughs> and there's time travel involved and a lot of, it's like, what if you took the nostalgia factor out of Stranger Things and added a heap and helping of David Lynch? So I'm into it so far. I'm only two episodes in, but I'm liking what I see so far. As a kid goes in a cave and somehow I really don't know what's going on, but there's just a lot of weird <laughs> shit with time travel in this cave out in the woods and some kids have been murdered and gone missing and there's no dancing clowns. So I like that. And uh, I started watching the snowman. The snowman. Uh-huh. Michael movie. Shannon. Is Michael Shannon Jesus. in there? I didn't get that far. I made it about 20 minutes in, and I was like, this is god-awful. No, that's Fassbender and the serial killer movie that came out in theaters that's real bad. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't recommend that. But what'd you watch, Tim? Uh, Let me go back real quick. I didn't watch a ton of stuff this week, but uh, I did watch, I finished up watching Z Nation Season 4 this week. Enjoyed that. Jesus. Yes, love that show. Uh, Christmas Vacation, of course. Always love that movie. Watched Arnold Schwarzenegger in Aftermath. That was a good one, dude. Yeah, it was. I, I debated on whether I should write a review for that or not. It's like it, it's a more of a dramatic mm-hmm. uh, movie, but it's not surprising that Arnold was in it. But I was reading that it was released first to France. Not here. I think like, Arnold's that's wh- running into some money problems. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I got some news stories that Uh-oh. one of them is about Arnold. and it, Well, it's a news story and a question to Ian's guys. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but I, I enjoyed Aftermath. It was pretty good. I also read that it was based on a true story that the two planes hit in Germany in 2002 and... Like, a lot of this stuff did actually happen, so, hey. Uh, Watch the Polko. Whose side did you fall on? Did you fall on Arnold's side, or did you fall on the other guy's side? 
I don't know because just the way they portrayed it, like both people kind of got screwed over. Yeah, the way they portrayed it, you know, mm-hmm. it like yeah, I could see why Arnold was blaming that dude, the air traffic controller. But if you're taking it from his perspective, he like he was taking it hard because it just seemed like they screwed him. Oh, like yeah. the company let him out to dry. He was a fucking hatchet. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the underlying plot line was like, it's not so much the accident happened, he just didn't know how to deal with it, and they basically left him out there to yeah. be the fall guy. See, he, he, he needed to take a picture out of, he needed to take a page out of the Jackie Chan playbook and start kicking the fuck out of some folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, watch, finally got to watch the Falco experiment. Mm. What's the thing? I, I enjoyed it. It's gory as hell, but it also proves my point of why I will never work outside of this country, and <laughs> it, it feeds my conspiracy theory that the government's running everything and is going to kill us. Not that anymore. Already, fucking Disney's running the show now. Yeah, it, it just it, it it's one of those things. It's an, a movie to the argument of this is already here. Like, there's already people putting the chips in their hands so they don't have to pull their wallet out. Like, they've gone beyond your iPhone doing the iPay and all that stuff. Oh, you can pay with your face now. I saw a commercial for it. Yeah, I mean, it started with with the food stamp tattoos and stuff of that nature. And it's just, it's progressively in the past two years has gotten completely crazy and I already hear people bitching about this stuff, and it's like, well, don't get the chip in your hand, dumbass. You know, it's like, you thought they were tracking your stupid Sheets card or your gas card now. <laughs> what do you think Not you're the doing? Sheets cards, no! <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It just, it, this, this, like me being heavily in the X-Files just feeds everything <laughs> that I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I got a question since we're talking about this. Has any of you got, do you guys have to reserve your seats at the theater now with the little Fandango app or whatever app they use? I refuse to. I refuse to. Joe, has your theater progressed to that point yet? It does that. Um, I guess when like I didn't have to do that yesterday. I guess I could have, but I didn't. No, I just want to go and and purchase my ticket. But when you do. You know, buy your ticket. They ask, "Well, what seat do you want, sir?" These are all available. So, like, what the fuck is this? Don't you just go in there and find a seat? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. here, here I am, like an old curmudgeon. Oh, back in my day, we just walked it, and that's how it's supposed know. to I, work, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you. Yeah, I just I want to go. An hour of my day today with the Fandango app, trying to purchase tickets for Star Wars, and finally called Josh, and I was like. Uh, I can't do it. You do it. <laughs> yeah, luckily I have Lisa to do that when when we you know go to the movies together. She'll she'll knock all that out for me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I forgot to talk about the Star Wars I watched today. Shit. <laughs> oh, so that well, we'll, we'll number go one. We'll, we'll circle back. Keep on going. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to that. Um, but I'm with Joe on that. I just yeah, I, nah, I ain't doing that crap. Uh, watch Psych the movie. I was a big fan of the series. Just a fun, uh, hilarious TV movie. Uh, uh, watched the Tough Guys documentary. It's tough Guys. Have either of watched this yet? No. 
No, but please oh. tell me but it's about the world's strongest man competitions. And Magnus. Uh, it, it, it is about uh, how the tough man competitions got started, and they were started here in Pittsburgh. Okay, are we talking about the old school ESPN three tough man competitions no. with like, hey, go out there and chuck this telephone pole and see? No, how no, no. This oh, is those were the best. How, no, this is about how basically these two karate dudes in the late seventies basically decided, okay, the steel mills are closing. Let's give these guys some headgear and just say, beat the bejesus out of each other, and we're going to sell tickets. And and they came up with this idea in 1978 or 79, something like that, held their first event in a Holiday Inn ballroom. It holds 2,000 people, the ballroom, and they sold 3,500 tickets. And just like these old dudes, Pittsburgh guys, the accent is, it is hilarious. Joe, you've been to Pittsburgh, you hear our accent. Kyle, you know how it is. Every time you mention that accent, all I can think of is Demko. Oh, d- dude, it, it is. It worse than Demko? Oh, yes, it is hilarious because you've got 65-year-old dudes talking about how they can still beat each other's asses if they got in the ring. And just, like, there's just bikers in this and construction workers. And basically, they started MMA in the Tough Man competitions before this stuff started. And basically, the big downfall from it was about a year and a half in, they were about to hold an event in Vegas where... Uh, the prize was like $150,000. Like, they made that huge amount of money in a short span of time wow. of just getting people to beat the bejesus out of each other. And it shows a lot of old Pittsburgh, a lot of old videos from these fights, which I was very surprised. Really cool stuff. Apparently, some dude from Michigan comes down and was trying to use their name. So they changed their name to Tough Guy Competitions or something else like that. And basically, he wasn't using any safety precautions, anything of this nature, and a guy died in Johnstown, PA. Oh, shit. During fights. And basically, Pittsburgh Senators came out and outlawed this stuff. Eventually, this stuff started happening again in, like, 89, 90, 91, because I remember the events going on down on the river, uh, and that was when uh, oh, Butterbean. Butterbean won a couple of events down there in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, so this was, like, one of these things where, like, senators were trying to block this, and basically the Boxing Commission got involved, the mob got involved at one point, uh, basically telling the boxing, the state uh, the state sporting commission to go away for a while. Uh, it just a lot of cool old school Pittsburgh stories. It is well worth checking out and just listening with some of these dudes talk about it. It's like seventy minutes long, seventy five minutes long. I, I, it was on Showtime. And it just a really good documentary about basically they you know you could see their point. They started MMA fighting is what it comes down to. If I watch it, any of these old videos, am I going to be able to see you or Charlie in the background? No, it's not ECW. <laughs> yeah, 
damn it. <laughs> no, because this is like 1980 and 81. They're showing some of these videos from. But you get to see some of old school Pittsburgh, the steel mills, and you even get this day. You can tell whoever made this documentary went around to some of the still run down communities like in Braddock and Homestead and Clareton and stuff like that around here. Because a lot of cool old rundown buildings and stuff of that nature they were shown, which is cool. cool. But it, it, it's decent because it's really weird because uh, the wife's stepdad, or whatever she wants to call him, uh, he actually worked with one of the boxers that's in this documentary for many, many, many years. He was a uh, he was basically uh, this one dude that's in there. Uh, his name is escaping me, but the one guy in there is actually a boxing instructor that just retired last year and worked down at the community center probably eight blocks from my house. <laughs> so <laughs> just that kind of stuff. So worth checking out. Uh, watched another independent film called Dogged uh, from the U.K., you know that term has a completely different meaning over there in the UK, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was wondering if they knew that. Um, but it's... It, the movie, it's got this kind of Wicker Man, Devil's Reign kind of vibe to it. Uh, it is two hours long. I don't know if it needs to be that long. But if you like weird, just everybody's keeping a secret on this little community island that this kid comes back from college after this little girl dies to attend her funeral and basically father david there is has a cult going on <laughs> and they're sacrificing people and stuff it's a decent decent independent movie that's just come out that somebody sent me so that's worth checking out um and i believe that's all i've watched if you want to go talk about star wars well after Screwing around with the Fandango app. Yeah, I did go see The Last Jedi today. Uh, Joe, you will be happy to know. I've, lo- I've loved Star Wars my entire life. Um, is that the ghost of Gregory Hines is back, Tim? <laughs> uh, yeah, The Last Jedi, did not care for it too much. And I'm going to just echo uh, all the sentiments that basically a lot of other people have been putting out there. There's a lot of good shit in this movie, but every single attempt at humor, and there are a lot, falls like a lead fucking balloon to the point where you wonder, I can't believe that made it into the movie. Uh, All the characters, like, they just, it's so fucking all over the place, man. There's a, a whole scene where... Like, they go to this casino planet, and you're like, is this some Casino Royale thing? And they find Benicio Del Toro, who is clearly cashing checks here. <laughs> he is out to lunch, playing like what, playing a role like, what if Tom Waits fucked Brad Pitt's character from 12 Monkeys? And you're just like, what are you doing, Benicio Del Toro? You are just, I don't know what you're going for. My girl Gwendolyn Christie? is in it for six minutes, probably, and I got to see her eyeball, which is awesome, but fuck you. You have one of the best actresses that you... Same (laughs) same complaint I had about The Force Awakens. 
you have one of the best actresses. She's very fucking tall and gorgeous, and you hide her behind a metal suit, and you don't give her anything to do. The plot is ridiculous. It's pretty much that William Friedkin movie Sorcerer, where the rebels are trying to outrun, like, uh, the fucking First Order, and they're running out of gas, <laughs> so they're going, like, they're staying real, like, close to them, so they can't fire on them or something, and they're just, and, and people are just hopping off the ship like it's nothing, going to other planets, and the, and the fucking bad guys don't know, and Kylo Ren is still, like, the worst written and acted Star Wars, ba- I watch Star Wars for the bad guys, I love the fucking bad guys, I can give a fuck about Han Solo, anything like that. Everybody in this movie sucks. Uh, all the characters, they forgot. Like, I'm wondering if they even watched The Force Awakens because none of them acted like they did in the other ones. Uh, General Hux, the coolest fucking British bad guy, uh, regu- regulated the third stringer. Uh, even Chewbacca. Like, they killed Han Solo, for fuck's sakes. And hmm. Chewbacca is regulated. Uh, he hangs out with some Porgs, which are basically Ewoks that do even less than Ewoks. They're just like hairy penguins that absolutely have nothing to do with anything. Luke Skywalker's a whiny, unlikable bitch for half of the mm. fucking movie. <laughs> it's just wow. I, it's, I, I hey, uh, if you ever wanted to know where blue milk came from, the blue milk from the original Star Wars. You get to see Han Solo milk a pregnant walrus monster. <laughs> okay. Or Luke Skywalker, that is. Yeah. If you ever wanted to know where blue milk came from, they got you fucking hooked up. It's not very good. Stick with Rogue One. It's easily the best. Now, was this a was this a trilogy or is this two movies? This is the second. This is episode eight. That Rogue One okay, was but it's not its own option. trilogy like the like the first three that originally came out and then the the prequels. Yes, this is just two movies and it's done. Uh, three, I think. I, the, Joe so, Disney owns these fuckers. They're going to be printing. They're going to be fucking shitting these movies out till the end of time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you'll Life have a Star Wars movie every Christmas, but I just want to know where where this falls. Is this like the end of this storyline or no? There's one more, and then this trilogy okay. will be over with, and then we'll have a. A Boba Fett movie and Hans, young Han Solo movie, probably in between there somewhere. I don't know, but I've lost complete interest in this fucking trilogy. Like, I, I don't care. I just fucking. It's one of those movies like it was bad, but I'll forget it. There's nothing that's gonna stick with me, except for I know where blue milk comes from. Pregnant walrus <laughs> monster titties. It's fucking real bad. Like, fucking. <laughs> Even like, Yoda shows back up, and it's a puppet, like a hand puppet, and it's really. What about real... my boy? Does my boy show up? The the reason for Star Wars altogether? George R. Brinks. Yeah, I will say this: the attempts at humor in the Last Jedi, George R. Brinks, his jokes landed better than ninety five percent of the jokes in in this one. Well, all his jokes landed, of course, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It, I, I did not enjoy it. I, I fucking Kylo Ren and your whiny emo temper tantrums that you throw just fuck right off. 
and there's just a lot of shit that makes absolutely logically no sense. Carrie Fisher's face is distracting as hell. I know that's mean. Well, she's dead, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, <laughs> fuck. God, you're just going to give me mediocre shit. And I'm a Star Wars guy. I love Star Wars, but... Well, there's yeah. a lot of dead people in Star Wars that are still coming out. So. Yeah, Peter Cushing, for fuck's sakes, Tim. <laughs> yeah. That sort of a bit showed up in the last one. I can't, I know. I can't recommend it. I, I hope people like it a lot more than I did. It seems like uh, it was real 50-50. But it's not going to matter. It's going to make $500 trillion fucking dollars this week. So oh, yeah. Good, good for them. Uh, I, I want to see more, like, one-offs. One-offs, kill everybody, go home happy. I've watched... I think that's where it might go, yeah. though. I, I've watched Rogue One at least six or seven times because that's an honest-to-God, fucking good-ass movie. And, uh, I, can't I still it. haven't seen it. I don't even see it showing up on any of the cable channels. It is. It's on because Netflix has it. Uh, okay. That Rogue One is like a legit-ass fucking good movie. It. It's, yeah, fuck that. It's I've already yeah, seen The Wild Bunch. I've seen Force 10 from Navarone. Uh, no, Rogue One, nah. It didn't do it for me, man. Rogue One was good, but it's the most Game of thrones he <laughs> one there. Everyone died, Joe. I loved it. And the the and only the, good thing about Rogue One was Forrest Whitaker in his diabetes outfit. <laughs> his diabetes <laughs> legs? Yeah. But Gallic will know... I love that accent that he tried to do. Whatever he was doing was fucking working for me. But, uh, yeah, even even Chewbacca was regulated to fucking backseat, man. Han Solo got murdered. All I want, like, the first thing I thought about after the fucking Force Awakens was, God damn, I can't wait to see Chewbacca get revenge. And, nope, they just shove him into this fucking Laurel and Hardy role with fucking furry penguins. Go fuck yourself. I'm done. Uh, I'm fucking done with The Last Jedi. Anyway, Tim, you said we got news. Let's get to it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, I've got no news. Tim's got news, everybody. Okay. Well, first, I got to go to a page here so I can restart. Say what's going on in this. Give me a second. But I do want to ask Yins guys, what's your thoughts on Will Smith's movie called Bright? I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I saw it advertised today on football. It's coming. Is it Netflix me or is it or is that Alien Nation? <sighs> You're not wrong, Joe. <laughs> I've not heard of this. Um... I think there was a poster up for it at the Texas Theater, but it, it wasn't even up. It was back in their storeroom, and I went to go grab a table. I think this might and, be, from what I understand, or from what it looks like to me, it looks like uh, Netflix bought this movie off a... St- it's a high-budget studio movie. That I don't know. It just seems to me like maybe the studio had zero faith in it and said, this is crap. we got to recoup our losses somehow, and they sold it to Netflix, or... Or it's like a Cabin in the Woods situation where it's just, they don't know how to fucking, you know, produce, like, sell it to people, so it kind of got regulated, maybe? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to watch it. It's got me interested. There's orcs in it and shit. Okay. Now, my na- I got 
Uh, since I was looking up stuff about Arnold earlier after I was watching Aftermath, did you know he just finished a movie? It's a Russian movie directed by Oleg Stepanchenko. Okay. It's called Vi to Journey to China. This might be my new Guardians movie for next year to watch. Oh, shit. Is there a trailer? Uh, there's no trailer li- yet, but listen to who's starring in this. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, Rucker Hauer, and Charles Dance. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got a boner. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sh- that's a lot of good dudes. Yes. And like I said, this could be The Guardians, that Russian superhero movie. For me, at least. This sounds good. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'd watch it for sure. Hopefully it's Russian so we can hear Arnold say the word cocaineum again, like he did in Red Heat. When he snaps <laughs> that dude's leg off and pours the cocaine Red out. Red Heat, baby. Cocaineum! <laughs> you got anything else? That, that was all I got right now. Man, I, I want to see That's all these. That's a great movie. I want to see all these wacky movies that we see trailers of and we can't never find them. St. Bernard? That movie yeah. might be lost for fucking ever, dude. That's um, sitting in someone's vault, possibly. Prob- it's probably a Gabe Bartolis' VCR, and that's the only place. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? I, that's fucking... The one where Danny Trejo has the daughter with the mustache that fights the big people. <laughs> bullet, <laughs> bullet kill or some shit like that. I'm dying to see that movie. I went looking for it on the Magic Fire Stick, and it doesn't exist. I know there's, like, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie like that, too, that I'm looking for, including the new uh, Kickboxer movie. Uh Uh-huh, I want to see that Jean-Claude Van Johnson TV show, because it looks insane. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I've got something I wanted to do, because this week I'm working first shift. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate it. I want to kill myself every morning, and when I get off work... I regret not killing myself, because first shift is not for me. But I come home, and I found this two-hour-long video of... It's like a supercut of Siskel and Ebert just reviewing horror movies. And I want to play a game here, you guys. It's called Did They Like It? You know how this movie... You know how this is going to go. I'm going to name a movie, and you guess if Siskel and Ebert... Or both of them liked it, and who liked it? Does this sound good? Because this is, it was fascinating to me, some of the shit that they liked versus some of the shit that they hated. Okay, are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Did they like it from beyond? No. Yeah, I'd say no. Cisco loved it, and Ebert loved it too. Really? Yeah, that was the first one, and I'm like, are you shitting me? They, like, have a history of destroying stuff like that. I know, and this this list goes on. Uh, how about this? Uh, aliens. Yeah, I'd I, say they liked it. I was going to say they hated it. They hated it. Both of them thought it was garbage. What Fuck about, them. Yeah. Friday 4 and Friday 5. Oh, they probably had a field day just ripping on it. Joe? Uh, as soon as you said Friday, I was thinking of the Ice Cube movies. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say they ripped on them. They hated yeah, they, them. they hated them both. Uh, Reanimator. Did they yeah, I'd know say they it hated was. 
They loved it. They loved Reanimator, both of them. Oh. So they like Stuart Garden, huh? Uh-huh, I guess they love it's, Stuart That's what it sounds like, yeah. What about uh, Critters 2? <laughs> I'm going to say they liked it just because. <laughs> no way they liked that. They couldn't have. Cisco loved it, Ebert hated it. <laughs> <laughs> It's my thing. Like, I love these two dudes. I don't listen to a fucking word they say. But they're great gauges, like, back in the day where, well, Ebert hated this. I'm going to fucking, you know, you can, I'm going to love it. You can gauge what movies you were going to like by, by these two guys. And I was always a Cisco guy. Oh, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought Ebert Really, the only reason I would watch their show was to see what movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And, and I always thought Ebert was full of shit. But the list goes on. Uh, what about Child's Play? Yeah, I'd say they liked it. Tim? <laughs> this one's a real shocker. I will say they like it, but they start comparing it. If They they were probably comparing it and debating on whether other people should actually like it. Well, Ebert loved it, and Siskel hated it, which is weird because I thought it would be the other way around. They thought the effects were great. Brad Dorf was awesome, and they were. This is where it gets real weird. Siskel was all about that little kid actor. He thought he was fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh oh. Um. Anyway. Uh. What's the next one? How about Shocker? Oh, they had to have hated that. They had. Yeah. Siskel loved it. Ebert didn't understand a lick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Ebert wanted a diagram of how Horace Pinker worked and how he got his powers. Uh, what about Silence of the Lambs? Uh, yeah, I'd say they loved it. Jim? Uh, I'm going to say they loved it just because everyone seemed to lo- like critics picked up on that. Siskel hated it, and Ebert thought it was just okay. Which... You're wrong, <laughs> fuckers. Um, how about Henry? I can't believe they they fucking fucking reviewed this. Henry's portrait of a serial killer. I'd say they liked that one. Indeed, both, both of them. They both loved it. Yeah, um, that was a uh, you know because at that time, you know that was outside the the main movie deal, you know, the main, like, the mainstream shit they would see all the time. I'm sure they were glad to see something different for a change. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. This one's for you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> they reviewed Carnosaur. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> who, who made them do that? Because I would I love know. to shake their hand. What do you think they lo- What do you think they said? Oh, they they absolutely hated that movie. Cisco loved it. Eber hated oh, really? It. Yeah. I have newfound respect for him. Dude, Siskel is the man. <laughs> Ebert can go fuck himself. Uh, the last one is uh, New Nightmare. I'm going to say they liked it. Uh, shit, I'm trying to remember which one New Nightmare is. It's basically the last one before Freddy vs. Jason. It's it's the one that pre, it's the precursor to Scream. Is yeah. it, oh, okay, okay, the self-aware movie. Yeah. Yes. I'd say yeah. they like that. Uh, yeah. Ebert like it, Siskel, no. Siskel's always hated Freddy and thought he was a joke. <laughs> so, man, you really let me down, Gene Siskel. Anyway, moving on. 
We got questions, Tim. Okay, let this me go job, dude. first. Yes, I know. I I was just flipping around. Okay, um, Tristan Gnarly Martin, <laughs> you already answered that. He said, he said, happy 2018, because by the time this gets released, it will be that. <laughs> uh, he said, this week I've watched two movies, Thor, Smoke a Rock, and Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, The Last Jedi. The Thor movie was the worst movie of 2017. <laughs> the Last Jedi had so much awesomeness in certain parts and trash in other bits, making the overall finished show a complete mess. Rogue One is still a superior movie of of the new movies. I'm with him there. And he, he does have the question, thoughts about Disney purchasing everything on the planet? Well, first I'm curious why, and please write back, I want to know why you thought Ragnarok was the worst movie of the year. I kind of, I didn't. It, it, oh, I could think of one much, much worse than that. There's... It had a fucking awful trailer. I mean, I haven't seen it, but the trailers look like shit. Uh, Joe, going back to to that movie you talked about, American Made, that had an awful trailer, and I didn't want to watch it at all. Uh, Justice League had just an awful, as awful a trailer as Thor. I, you know. Fuck, they can't even make, you know, they can't even trick you with a trailer anymore. It just looks shit from the get-go. I will say this about the Thor trailer. If you saw that trailer, you basically saw everything in the movie. That was the one part I was like, you showed everything in the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's no surprises in that whatsoever. Except for the part where Anthony Hopkins showed up and decided to move Asgard to fucking Denmark. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Norway. Norway, Norway where it's all the same. Vikings where where everywhere. do Swedes live? According to fucking McCready. McCready. Damn Norwegian! I fucking forgot already. Uh, your your thoughts? Disney on Disney owning everything on the planet. Now that apparently that that they finally got the 20th Century Fox deal to go through. I was reading all the like everything Disney owns now. They own they own like Hellraiser now. They'll own the Predator franchise. I don't know, man. Like that mouse is gonna own everything. I said it years ago. They were Satan. Walmart's son of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, since they bought ABC way, way back in the eighties, it was like you know, yeah, this is the way it's going. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Uh, It makes me laugh that the, you know, that the comic geeks are like, oh, okay, that the the X Men can finally join the. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Is that the thing just... that could happen now? <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> thought the X-Men... Who gives a fuck? I, I thought no, the X-Men just... were going to be done because Brian Singer's a sexual harassment monster. Yeah, the only thing I... My hope comes out of this, and we talked about it last week, Kyle, was um, we actually get an alien movie out of this that doesn't have Ridley Scott. Thank fucking Christ. God damn that, it. That, that's that's the one thing I want out of this. At this at this point with this alien shit going on, I'm almost wanting alien out of his hands as much as I want Buckaroo Banzai versus the World Crime League. Mmm, that's yeah, that's saying something for you. Oh shit, Give for me you. That. I, I don't care if that mouse buys everything. If as long as I get 
an alien movie that doesn't have anything to do with Ridley Scott and Neil Blomkamp gets to do it. And <laughs> if I get my Mojo movie, I'll be happy. And if I get my goddamn Buckaroo Banzai versus the World Crime League. Well, you'll get your you'll get your movies if if they believe they can make money. Disney will put it out there. I will give them that. No, honestly, Neil Blomkamp man. isn't that the guy that did Chappie? Yeah. District yeah. Nine. That, so that's it. what you want. You want Chappie? No, that's the dude who needs to fucking take over the Alien <laughs> franchise. Dude. I would have I agreed with you had I not seen Chappie. Well, <laughs> I could have done without that fucking weirdo die Hansworth fucking. Yeah, they're gonna be in the next Alien movie. Fuck. Alien versus Chappie. As long as they, <laughs> as long as they have fucking alien vomits down those people's throats, that'll be cool with me. They're they're fucking just out of here. We'll get to Covenant, the number one movie of 2017 in a while, but go go ahead. No, as long as, (laughs) look, man, a big company like Disney, but there will always be like punk rock fucking guys that work outside the mainstream that give us cool shit. Like, I think we got a lot of that this year, and we're going to talk about that later, but what else we got, Tim? Uh, Hold on a second. Ben Crawford, once he had uh, sent in for his list. Okay. Goes from number one. Down Blade Runner 2040, whatever. I didn't give a Dunkirk, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok, <laughs> Smoke a Rock, uh, Guardians Suck of the Galaxy. <laughs> I can't wait till that porn parody comes out. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, oh, dude, I'd be so into that. It'd be great. Uh, <laughs> starring Gianna Michaels. Uh, and he just basically says, I can't remember what the fuck else came out this year. That's my list. <laughs> Oh, man. But let me see if there is some other questions. Oh, man. I think that might be it. Yeah. Other than Steve Benningfield alerting me to there's an Australian movie with an Australian Corky from Life Goes On in it. There is, yeah, called Red Christmas. There is literally, in now the past 12 months, there has been... Four movies released called Red Christmas. Jesus. One it's, of them one of them made by Steve Radinsky. It's the new The Dark, Tim. It is. It is. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, do you want to do honorable mentions or the worst first? Let's do the worst first. Okay. Joe, you are the guest. Give us some of your worst this year uh okay if we're just gonna go like movie to movie to movie each one take one my first one would be split the m night Shyamalan. this guy has uh, multiple personalities yeah. everybody raved about how, you know oh how he transforms the character all his characters were more caricatures to me they they were really shitty they were all overacted and he starts climbing the walls at the end of it I like to call NBC. that movie How to Become Shitty Spider-Man. It, <laughs> <laughs> Just what both of you have said have now made me want to watch that this week. It's okay. I didn't dislike it. I was just like, okay. I guess he became Shitty Spider-Man at the end. <laughs> Did not like it. <laughs> that's your worst movie of the year? Uh, well, I'm just... That's the first one that came to mind. If we're gonna, okay. Run, like, run do down it. your list of the worst, Joe. Okay, after that, I have uh, The Devil's Candy. Oh, that movie which, was awesome. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, I enjoyed that one. Uh, horror fans really praised it. I, I didn't get anything out of it. It uh, 
what the fuck was this about? This guy getting possessed, or this other guy that was a uh, that gives yes. a girl a guitar yes. at the beginning of it, and they don't follow that up with anything. I uh, liked it, Joe, but I know some horror fans that like think that's the best movie of the year. I guarantee Joe would have loved it if that dude was playing fucking Dio riffs. <laughs> oh, then yeah, the movie would, that movie would have been number one of the year. For sure. Another movie I would have liked had they played Dio riffs. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, my oh. list of worst. I couldn't even make it past the opening credits. Uh, baby Groot's bad. dancing around. That was I said, bad. you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to watch a Pixar movie. Uh, just turned it off. Didn't even watch it. You didn't even get to the good Kurt Russell shit, man. He's in the beginning. He's in the very beginning. There's uh, giant but... Pac-Man in it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go My back. My daughter and goes it. crazy every time she sees Pac-Man on there. But Baby Group pissed me off, man. I'm uh, yeah, that do it. was pretty fucking egregious cutesiness. You know, like porgs. And uh, then Stranger Things season two hmm. is on my worst of the year. What, this, why, uh, why, why that? I was pretty indifferent on that one, honestly. It was too much. Uh, it, all it was was nostalgia. They didn't really focus on the plot this time at all. The The first season, it, it was cool. I dug it. I liked it. This one, they, they spent a lot of money on music, and I think too much. They could have spent more money on the on the script, on the plot, and they didn't really do shit. You know, all this build-up to like, hey, we got this shadow creature that's going to come over and walk all over the arcade and fuck up the arcade. <laughs> but, uh, hey... Number 11, she goes over there and, and just, you know, sticks her hand out and seals out seals up that uh, that giant pussy that, that the guy is supposed to come out of. And that's it. Story's over. You know, she goes and hangs out with the punks for, a, <laughs> for an episode, episode, which is really ridiculous. Yeah, it was, that was like, <laughs> man, what are you making a fucking New Mutants fucking in this for? It's ridiculous. But it was a trial to watch. I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it day to day, you know. Usually I'll watch one episode of something a day. This one I would take like a three or four day hiatus before watching another episode. It's I was kind of upset with the whole thing. Hmm. What, what do you got for the worst, Tim? Uh, the only one that would not leave my mind of being the worst. I know what this is going to be. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers 3. Oh, I, that's not what I thought. I thought. What did you think I was going to say? I would have bet the farm that you were going to say Leatherface. No, 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 because it, it, it it's, <laughs> as much as I dislike it, it is, it feeds, again, this feeds into another conspiracy of, it, it feeds into another conspiracy of, uh, they should, they can do so much more with that series. It just, there's so much with that movie that is like, I really want to hate that movie, but I don't. Mm. But where Jeepers Creepers 3, I'm just like, this is completely terrible from beginning to end. The I whole time. still have yet to fucking throw that on the fire stick. Oh, don't. Because you've... Do not. Yeah, you've shit on it so much, I feel like I can trust your opinion on that one. Uh, yeah, you... you it will... You'll want to... You'll question... Even how that got released out there. Mm. I have a lot of worst ones. <laughs> a lot. Uh, the Mummy was just 
so mediocre, brought nothing new to the table. It was a CGI fest. Tom Cruise was bad. It was a horrible idea with this dark universe shit. And uh, unfortunately, they found out too late. They canceled the fucking the movie. Was so bad it destroyed an entire fucking franchise that had yet to been made. And probably a good thing because none of those Universal monster remakes would have. Just man, the Mummy was just like generic monster movie. Stupid. Uh, it comes at night. Go fuck yourself, you artsy farty piece of shit. Only movie in Kyle's history that I have ever walked the fuck out of in the theater. That movie, absolutely nothing fucking happens in that movie. I discourage anyone to ever fucking try to put that on. That movie was just a waste of time, energy, and resources. Fuck off. Are you talking about The Room? No. It, I don't know. I'm, I just have never... I don't have any desire to watch The Room ever. Never have. Uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, go, go fuck yourself, Ridley Scott. I think you probably have onset dementia. Uh, if you want to make a movie about God, fucking that sounds awesome. Make it about God. Or where did we come from? I don't need you to fuck it up. You're fucking up Alien franchise. With I'm God with you. It. That movie did piss me off on that. Yeah, I, I, and I'm doubly pissed because I got fucking pissed twice. You pulled the wool over my eyes. I don't care about <laughs> Michael Fassbender and his David Robot. And, oh my God, where did we come from? Just fucking eat shit. Uh, oh, I had a good time with that movie. Man, that was bad. Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw was like, you had this chance to take this franchise in a different way to make it interesting. And, you know, it didn't look like all the other Saw movies. It, like, it didn't have that brown, yellowish, dirty, grubby tint to it, which I liked. Uh, and you did the exact same shit as you always did. So, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. The twist, just, what? I don't know. Uh, Leatherface is on there. Oh, uh, I don't know what the hell you do with this franchise, Tim. I know we're never going to get, you can inherit Leatherface again. And Dirty Dick Murdoch running around fucking trying to fight. I, I came up with the idea for Leatherface 3.5, which yeah. I, I'm still debating <laughs> if I should add that script slash story into my short stories book just because just to have it out there but on the positive side leatherface where you know they did inter introduce us into big Earl's big earl's house of autoerotic asphyxiation and birthday parties still don't know what the <laughs> fuck out was about just, <laughs> that guy died in the middle of a fucking birthday party in a trailer and he just fucking was left there okay whatever uh one you mentioned today tim uh the belco experiment Okay, movie, it's just the ending, they really... It's something, I like the premise of it, but I... I knew. It should I, be Yeah, it just, you knew that ending was coming? No, see, I thought they were, I, because the first part of that movie, it shows all the Guatemala, where were they, Guatemala, I think? Uh, Chile somewhere down. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, something. They were yeah, showing they... all the ven like street food vendors and shit, and the dogs were eating the meat off the ground. And I was, I honestly thought like they were they were gonna fucking use the, that was all those people as human meat. But yeah. no, it goes off on this weird experimental thing they're doing in this fucking garage out back that don't make a lick of fucking sense. And yeah, like, what the fuck? What? 
Okay, whatever. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't give a shit about Spider-Man and his times at Degrassi High. Michael Keaton was <laughs> awesome in that fucking movie, but nah, uh, that Spider-Man is... I still don't think they've got Spider-Man right yet. Uh, hey, I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know care. you did. Uh, John Wick 2. First awesome five minutes, but uh, that is all due to Peter Stormare making goofy faces. And they turned John Wick, an awesome fucking gunfight movie, into The Matrix. Yep. And uh, the last one, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets or whatever the fuck. Is that the Luke Besson movie? Yeah, it's nothing but let's see what our computers can do. And that, unfortunately, according to all the trailers I saw today, uh, Jurassic Park... Some there's like two cavemen movies coming out. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Robert Rod- like Robert Rodriguez is. Fu- I swear to God, what was that movie called? It was called like Alpha. There's a movie coming out. Looks like it was completely done in a computer about cavemen, and it's called Alpha. I thought they remade Clan of the Cave Bear. I was like, Daryl Hannah gonna show up in this thing? What is this? Where's Ron Perlman? Nope. And. And, and then Robert Rodriguez has this other computer effects-laden movie that's got Spielberg money behind it. And I'm like, Robert Rodriguez? You mean the guy that makes awesome, like, low-budget movies? This is not going to be good, man. Like, that guy, that's his wheelhouse. Now he's making huge movies? Nah, thank you. But yeah, fucking computer Also, I, I need to ask this question because I'm sitting here. Watching the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I want to propose we make a movie. And we'll make it like a Law and Order SVU movie. There has to be some serious court trials going on behind the scenes of this Jurassic Park shit. They've opened this park three, four different fucking times and a lot of people have been killed. And people died. And, and they keep going back. <laughs> There's got to be a lot of court wrangling, some lawyers, and some interesting stories. Like, nobody's ever held responsible for these dinosaurs fucking up shit. Well, isn't it in international waters, you know, the, the know. whole island? There's got somebody's responsible. Come on. <laughs> Somebody caused that shit. There needs to be a courtroom drama all about the Jurassic, Jurassic Park debacle. Anyway, yeah, that's, the, that's my worst. Uh, Joe, you got some honorable mentions? Ones that almost made your list but didn't? You know what? I this year I tried to keep my my list to stuff that uh, that came out this year. Yeah. So, but I did watch a lot of shit from previous years that I liked. I forgot um, to lay the ground rules down for our list. We'll lay them down. Uh, the ground rules are this: this your list doesn't have to be. We do this every year. Yep. Yeah. Your picks don't have to be specifically from this year. They could be movies you watched. If you saw a movie from 1987, but you watched it for the first time this year and it blew your socks up, it can be on mm-hmm. your list. So that's our rule. So go yeah, ahead. Um, so, yeah, I do have a couple on my regular list, uh, but, but uh, some that aren't, uh, that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, Hugo, uh, f- a movie about movies, uh, really fucking fantastic, uh, really made me feel good. Uh, murder mystery called Perfume, about a guy who makes perfumes that just fuck with people, make them do whatever they want. There's a lot of fucking in this movie. I heard about uh, that movie. It sounds cool. Yeah. It had been something that I... 
I was on the hunt for this for a long time. Finally found a DVD at a at a flea market, and yeah, it was worth it. it it's a good watch. Isn't this like uh, the gay horror movie? Or is it, it, there's there's two movies called Perfume. I think one's a, a like a gay horror movie, like a gay slasher, and another one's like Perfume Story of a Murderer or something. I don't. Yeah, know. this is Perfume Story of a Murderer. It's okay. set in like uh like a uh, 17th century France yeah, or something. I don't know. Um, one that uh, that you had recommended, uh, Kyle, is I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, that movie was my favorite of all last year. Yeah, that's I had a lot of fun with it. Really, really good flick. Uh, Get Out makes my honorable list, not my not my top ten. It was it was a cool flick, but it's pretty much a uh, Twilight Zone episode. You know, for me, it's a it's a one watch, and that's it. Um, I really the thought girl. Those black people were gonna be werewolves, dude. Oz, but the the white I love, were gonna be I werewolves. Loved, I love the movie, Joe. It's high up on my list, but I can see how you could say that it's a Twilight Zone episode. Okay, well, when when you talk about it on your list, there, there's a question I want to ask you. Uh, okay. Uh, also, on my list, uh, the girl with all the gifts. I thought was a really cool zombie flick. Uh, not good enough to make my top ten, but but pretty damn good. Uh, another one is uh, a cure for wellness. I I really enjoyed this, but again, not not enough to to where I've, I could put it on the top ten. I was 10. gonna say I have put that off watching for for a very long time, and I don't know why. I'll tell you why it, when I get to my list. But go ahead, Joe. And then uh, the last one would be Alien Covenant. Aside, unlike you guys, <laughs> ah. I dug it. You know, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought it looked great. The ships looked good. Uh, the scenes on the planet, everything looked yeah, but the way I thought it should. What the fuck should. was going on? What the fuck was happening? Uh, he's creating shit with the, the stuff he found before. You know, he just kind of like, he was the first... Uh, the android, the first android that they made, they made him higher up. They made him look with like pretty much human consciousness. So you know he wants to do the same thing. He you know he wants to create other life. It just she doesn't know how. You know because he's not alive. So he creates this fucked up creature, thinking like, oh yeah, now this is perfection. Uh, I thought he was a good villain, man. I dug it. You where know? did the fucking space marines? Where they come in, kick some fucking? You know what? I would love to see a space marines movie. You know, you give me that shit, I'll be first in line. Well, no, I'll wait for the crowds to die down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, good call. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how to reserve a seat. Uh, <laughs> but, but, no, I, you know, I had fun with this flick. You know, d- again, not in my top ten, but, but I liked it. A lot more than Prometheus. Prometheus was silly. What do you got for honorable mentions, Tim? Okay. Uh, honorable mentions... The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Yes. And I, I thought that deserved to... It didn't make my list, but it deserves to be talked about. That was a great Jackie Chan movie. Um, a short movie called Kill Show from uh, this Todd Braley guy that met this year. Pretty cool little creepy woman as a clown movie that kind of... She has a mental breakdown. It's really cool. Attack of the Killer Donuts. <laughs> I still want to see that. I, 
I really wanted this to make my list, but I couldn't forgive them for that ending. It, it just, it, it, it just, great movie. Love the fucking poster. I want a poster for this movie so bad. Love the movie. It is literally a remake of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes with donuts. Uh, I, I just loved the movie, but I couldn't feel right putting it on my top ten. Now, the last one that didn't make it into my top ten, and I was arguing with myself on this, but definitely needs to be mentioned once again because I love this independent movie, Hectic Knife. Uh, Troma picked it up, is putting it out there on Blu-ray. Uh, just an absolutely crazy, hilarious movie that I think fits really fits into the second generation of Troma films. Uh, I, I think this is a movie that comes... It, like, fits in the class of Tromeo and Juliet and Sergeant Kabuki Man. I just, I, I really enjoyed Hectic Knife, and I, I like the people behind it. Yeah, we made a new uh, friend off of that movie. Yep, uh, I like the people behind it, so I, I can't wait. They're making a sequel for this also. But those are my honorable mentions. Uh, I got some honorable mentions. Um, it, it was a pretty good time at the theater. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, I liked it a lot, but not enough to put it in my honorable okay. mentions, but I was glad I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I'm excited uh, to see what more crazy Stephen King shit is going to fart out there, because you know it's coming. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, I heard that too. Uh, the Dark Tower was okay. Um, if you, <laughs> it, it's okay if you divorce... I, I let me, How do I put it? I, I've read the first three books i don't know i got up to the sentient train yeah my mom has read like all the books and i'm trying to convince her don't even um think this movie exists that's why i'm too invested in that series to even give it a chance that's why i made my honorable mentions like if you haven't read the if you haven't read the books uh this is a it'll, it'll be a decent cowboy space cowboy movie Matthew McConaughey, I don't know what the fuck he's doing in that movie, but he's he's doing some fucking David Copperfield hand gestures. It's just mad dog crazy. Um, the Cure for Wellness made my honorable mentions because, I'll tell you this, Tim, this is a good movie. Unfortunately, there's a, there's a masterpiece in this, in this movie, but it's going to, someone, this is a film school project. There is no way this needs to be two hours and 45 minutes. There is a lot of shit that can hit the floor and make this an awesome fucking movie. And unfortunately, I honest to God, I saw this at the theater and I was like, did they forget to hire an editor? Because there is no way this needs to be as long as it is. And it hurts the movie so much. But there is some shit in this movie. There is one scene with a drill that is just... It's almost like I, I had trouble watching it just like I will never watch the Sid Vicious Breaking His Leg video. It was <laughs> horrific to watch. And yeah, that's a, that's a fucking project. Someone edited an hour out of that movie and you'd have something. It, it, it's, it's great. It's like popcorn meets, I don't know. There, there's a lot of popcorn in this movie, that, and that's why I liked it. Uh, Detroit, I just watched this last week, and it was intense. Like, I love Detroit, and 
I love his. That's one I've been wanting that. to see. It's it's a little long, but it needs to be because it goes through the main shit that happened, then the trial, then what happened to all the people involved, and it, it, it is a story that needed to be told, and they did a great job. And man, people are fucking horrible. They're just pieces of shit. Uh, Logan. Logan didn't make my top ten, but I liked it enough to make my honorable mention. It made my top ten. Mine, too. I like the fact that we can get a fucking hard R, and this is this year's Deadpool, a hard R fucking comic book movie that doesn't pull punches. And I could have a whole movie of uh, <laughs> Professor X, Alzheimer's victim. I want that movie. <laughs> Sim- oh, damn right. <laughs> inside of a fucking tipped over water tower <laughs> and, and and I still and Caliban I, I like that character and they made he made it into a movie so there's that uh, the foreigner made my honorable mention yeah it's the rich man's taken uh, Jackie Chan still awesome I love that man so much and uh, the Netflix original movie 1922 it's Stephen King Thomas Jane in what I believe to be Warwick from Graveyard Shift's Uncle or something. It's a Stephen King rap movie. So, you know, how how fucking... We're gonna love that. We're predisposed to love Graveyard Shift like a motherfucker. So this is just more of the same. You know, you can't go wrong with that. But uh, that was my honorable mentions. Let's start with our top ten. Joe, what do you got at number ten? At number ten, I have the Limehouse Gollum. Either of you guys see this one? No. Uh, it's been on my to-watch list. There's a lot of this, I don't want to call them artsy-fartsy, but I'll call them middle-of-the-road uh, kind of. There's something different about them. There's a lot of these that came out in this movie. And I, did, I know Charles Dance is in this, right? Yeah, uh, and he's excellent. Uh, of course, he's fucking... It's a, it's a Victorian murder mystery. Uh, this is something I hadn't even heard of. Uh, Lisa found this one and said, hey, you want to watch this? I said, shit, yeah, that looks good. And I enjoyed it. It's very predictable. You know, the, the ending's not going to come as a surprise as to, like, who the killer is or anything. But the way they resolve that, you know, the, the way, you know, the way they they deal with the murderer... That that's pretty cool. Uh, good flick, good flick, good enough to make my number ten. Okay, Tim, I'm gonna see if I can do the do this this year without fucking it up. What do you got? What <laughs> do you got for number ten? I got. I have two movies that tied for number ten actually. Okay. Uh, Bone Hill Road, the werewolf movie Todd Sheets has out there, but uh, going it, 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 there is good news that it is finally going to theaters. Uh, he might have the master print back. There was a lot of talk that this movie was out there, but may never be released because he had a, a big, huge argument with the people distributing the movie. Uh, but also, Knock Knock, not the Keanu Reeves movie, but another... This is an independent movie made by a filmmaker named Toby Canto. Um, this dude went on producing other non-horror projects and stuff like that, working for some other people for the past four or five years. Back in 2012, he sent me a movie called Dorm of the Dead, uh, not the one with Tiffany Shepis. And this was like his college film, and I really enjoyed it and thought it was cool. Uh, and when it got picked up, he actually got my quote on the front of the box for the movie, which was cool too, but loved it. 
his comeback horror movie was Knock Knock, and it's basically about uh, weird neighbors that live in an apartment complex, and they believe a vampire is living across the hall from them, so they all decide they're going to lure him out and kill him. Cool. <laughs> so, and it's a great movie, and so far, uh, out of uh, the several movies that have been sent to me for Gross Fest for the film contest, uh, Knock Knock might be the one winning so far. It might be the first annual Spookies painted gold with a trophy on top of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like award. Awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, number 10. I've got called a Chucky. I've said, I've said on this show before, I'm not a real big fan of, like, Chucky doesn't scare me. I just kick that little fucker down the hallway and stomp him to death. He's just <laughs> a little doll. But, uh, you know, in the first three minutes when, when what's his name? Alex Vincent goes on that bad date and comes home, and he's just got Chucky's head on that spike. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're doing a bunch of different shit with this. And it didn't didn't let up. Brad Dorf and, and uh, is still awesome as the voice of Chucky. And I had an interesting conversation with Josh on the way to the theater today because he just watched Call to Chucky. And uh, he asked me if I would bring, if I would bang Brad Dorf's daughter and i was like i don't know dude it'd be like i mean she's hot but she does look like brad dorf (laughs) i don't know i don't know dude but she's great in the fucking movie there's the the funniest kill of this year is when chucky comes on that air tank and he doesn't know what it is and it just shoots through the skylight and kills that girl uh i honestly belly laugh for a good couple minutes after that i thought it was great just way to go fucking taking this old shit new a new direction and you made me love a chucky movie which i don't think i've done since part three so call to chucky at my number 10 what do you got for number nine joe uh number nine i have it mm. um it's a surprise it was struck- it made your list yeah it, it was structured real well i didn't find it uh particularly scary but i think the thing that got me is like this is the movie had I been a teenager and seen it, I would have loved it, you know, and and it would have scared me at that time. And I think this is a great movie for another generation of horror fans, just to keep the uh, keep the genre alive and keep it the uh, just keep it going, man. With, with with younger people, the the kids in the movie they did annoy me at times. I thought uh, the kid from Stranger Things, I thought he totally overplayed that role and he was really annoying. But there was a lot of good shit in it, man. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of good shit with the with the girl and her father. Those were like really creepy and uh, disgusting moments. You know, um, good movie. I liked it. That fat kid, he was resilient as shit. That fucker got hunks took out of him. He got <laughs> eviscerated and just fucking kept at it, man. Good job, fat kid. What do you got for number nine, Tim? The void. Ooh. I made that number nine because it's it's a movie I want to uh, I'm gonna go back to again. I really enjoyed it. It if they did a couple of things different, yes, this would have been at the top of the list. But I was debating if this should make even the bottom of the list or not. But I just I I really liked that movie. It, it was enough for me to put up there. I debated on putting that on the worst because. Really? Yeah, there's just way too much. 
fucking John Carpenter in that movie. Like, if John Carpenter can successfully <laughs> sue that yeah. movie Doomsday in a court for plagiarism, I feel like this is you just got to be in your target zone, man. Like, they there's a lot of Prince of Darkness in there. It's too much, I feel. Like, I I, I didn't hate the movie, but I was just, I've seen it all before. The, the I have novel, it at number five on my list. Oh, wow. I will give them, man, them creature effects were bad, and they were the best of the year. Yeah. Sure. Just, I've seen this shit before, man. Anyway, uh, num- is it my- yeah, it's my turn. Number nine, uh, a movie I thought I would, I was interested just to see where it goes because it was a sequel. And I was like, how in the fuck after 20 years are you going to make a sequel to this? And it's Train Spotting 2. <laughs> I, Another dude, movie I have avoided. I enjoyed it, man. It went like, I, I just like where they went with those characters. They're the same dudes, but they're not like shitheads. Or a couple of them are shitheads still. A couple of them didn't change. A couple of them did. They all came back, and I just, I, I'm not a real big fan of the first one, but man, I liked it enough to want to see the second, and it didn't disappoint. It really kind of shocked me after 20 years that, that I was still interested in. Yeah, Train Spotting too, man. I feel like it didn't get enough love. It didn't get out there too much, so it's on my list. Uh, what do you got for number eight, Joe? Number eight is a movie from the past, not new, and uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Hmm. Uh, I just started watching Twin Peaks a couple of years ago. The first season I thought was great. second season was a trial to watch. There's like maybe two good episodes in that whole shit. So I was really disillusioned with it, held off on watching this movie. This movie's really fucking good. Uh, when David Lynch does violence... It's violent. There's nothing pretty about it, man. It, it's it's really hard to watch. And, of course, he's got some weird, quirky, dreamlike shit in it. Uh, I was just in, enthralled by this by this movie entirely. I have this on VHS. I need to... I need to... Because I've heard you basically said the same shit a lot of other people, like real diehard fans of Twin Peaks say. Like, watch the first season, and yeah. the second season is just shit. But I am curious about this new season, because it seems like David Lynch just didn't give a fuck what anybody else thought was going to do whatever he wanted to do. I saw the first two episodes of it before uh, before we got rid of whatever it was on Showtime, and they were really good. They were really, really good. So I need to watch the rest of that. Whoever this woman is that played Laura Palmer in the show... She's fucking amazing. In this movie, she goes through the gamut of emotions. She plays, she does it all, man. How she didn't become a much, much bigger star is beyond me. Hmm. Time will tell. Uh, what do you got for number eight, Tim? Number eight is a short independent film called Trespassers. It's part of the feature that's coming out called 1031 from, uh, I know I'm going to fuck up his last name, Zane Hirschberger. Uh, he is the cinematographer for The Barn. I just love what him and Justin are doing. Justin did a pretty cool short film for that anthology also, but I just enjoyed Trespassers. It reminds me of uh, the 80s movie Scarecrows. I, I just thought he did a really good job that it belonged on my top ten list. And Scarecrows is a good-ass flick, man. If you're Yes, it is. <laughs> mentioning that in the same sentence, I'm interested. 
Yes. Uh, number eight for me is a movie called Good Time. Uh, it's a crime, shitty brother situation that took me... Like, this year is the movie... Like, you got on my list if you took me by surprise. I really like this movie. It's... Uh, fuck, I can't remember who directed it now, but it's just like a a shitty family crime caper. Uh, it all happens in one night. Drug-fueled... Like, I gotta save my mentally handicapped brother from jail. And I'm gonna do whatever it fucking takes to get out there. And a part of it is in a haunted house where they're hunting a Sprite bottle full of LSD. So, that's pretty... It goes to some crazy fucking places. And it's... It's pretty violent. And I fucking... It's nothing I was looking forward to. I heard some people say it was really good. Watched it. And yeah, they were right. So... Man, Good Time was fucking an excellent fucking movie this year. Made my number eight. Oh, well, you got it at the seven spot, Joe. I have Triple Nine, uh, heist crime flick uh, about corrupt cops. The only way they can pull off this uh, this job they need to do is to have uh, two cops down at the same time, two cops shot. So they're looking at a buddy that's part of their crew to betray him and and kill him. A really, really good, really intense movie. Uh, I'd recommend it if, if crime flicks are your thing, especially corrupt cop flicks, which oh, I seem okay. to have a fascination with, kind of like I do with submarine movies. I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah, this one's definitely up there. I saw this very early in the year and this actually haven't forgotten came out it. The theater and it. to the theaters, and it did shit business-wise. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it disappeared. Yeah, it, like, was there for a day, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Good movie. And if if Joe's to be believed about crime movies and submarine movies, man, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've watched Black Sea. It's still an intense movie, man, no matter how many times my, you watch it. My dad loved that movie. I was like, you, I went out, and I was like, man, I just watched this, Dad. You will love it. And he did. He was like, wow, that was really good. Uh, what do you got at seven, Tim? Uh, number seven, I have Logan. I like I said, this was on my list. I loved it. I love swearing Professor X. I loved it. I loved the aged uh, Logan. I loved Wolverine getting old and dying. I, I thought that was a great job. But the best thing, like you, Kyle, you're waiting for the Mojo movie. Mm-hmm. I got what I wanted in a. Movie, and that was X-23. I never thought they would actually pull that off or try to pull that off, and they did it. And I really liked what they did with that. I I liked the character. I don't care if anybody likes the movie or not. I really enjoyed Logan. I thought it was a really good movie. And my best memory of the movie is when I got home, my daughter tells my brother uh, about the ending of the movie, and he's like, great, now I don't need to fucking see the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> my brother's become this big superhero movie person now, and he's like buying all the superhero movies, and he still hasn't watched Logan because he's pissed off my daughter told him the whole ending. Well, yeah, how does... How does Tim Gross love Logan, where the ending is nothing but a bunch of little kids up in the up in the hill, <laughs> but hates Mad Max? It did rip off Mad Max into fucking canyons because it didn't make him the whole fucking movie. Oh, it ripped it off, Tim. 
I know what you're saying, but it didn't make them the whole movie. And I go back to <laughs> I got what I wanted. I wanted X23. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted it. I thought they did a good job with it. But uh, two, I'm sorry, just Professor X just being a babbling, swearing <laughs> son of a bitch was great. I just want to hear him like recite commercials about Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And also, we're walking out at the end of at the end of the Last Jedi. Uh, there's some kids in a in a barn stall that see the Millennium Falcon shoot off into the fucking distance, and they're gonna be the next generation of rebels. So me and Josh are making making Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome cracks as we walk out of the theater. Like, now you gotta listen and tell them all. All right, my number seven. Since after the fucking after Skype shit, it's fucking damn come back my number seven is a tv show that was on i think they dumped it all at the same time at least that's how i got it it was on adult swim on cartoon network and it's by a guy i have been following for a long time on youtube and that movie, that show is called brad neely's harg noggin scopio pipio i can't even it's <laughs> i don't know how you pronounce it harg noggin Sclopio Pepio. <laughs> it's 15 minutes long. There's 14 episodes, and it's just the most fucked up, rudimentary, funny as shit animations, skewering television, and all. You love it. Everybody, fucking. This is the guy who used to be on YouTube, and he did baby cakes, which is like one of the best things I've ever found on YouTube my entire life. He went on to uh, do that show on Adult Swim called China, Illinois, which kind of combined all his characters from Baby Cakes and the, the Professor Brothers. And uh, Hulk Hogan did a voice on that show, so it's awesome. It's just irreverent, just shitty. Not, uh, it's not shitty, but it's musical as fuck. Skewers on social topics and animation and TV, it's just great. It's all great. Anyway, uh, what do you got, number six, Joe? Number six, I have from 1932, The Island of Lost Souls. Uh, this is a adaptation of uh, the H.G. Wells' uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, the, the first adaptation of it, black and white. Uh, it's fucking amazing, man. Th- this thing holds up. It's got all kinds of makeup applications for the for the I don't know creations of, of Dr. Moreau. It's just a damn good movie. Mm. I've got I've had this uh, Criterion disc sitting probably for like four or five years, and I've just decided to throw it in. I was just blown away by it, man. This is uh, much much better than the other two versions they've made. The 1972 one with uh, Michael York, and the other one with uh, Val Kilmer uh, and Marlon Brando's ice bucket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. And that weird fuck burned up midget man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, if there's a way for you to watch this, watch it. it it's fucking great. Great piece of uh, of classic classic cinema, man. Interesting. What do you got for number six, Tim? Uh, Guardians, the Russian version of the Avengers, basically. <laughs> I've yet to see it, man. I can't find I, a fucking oh, non-dubbed one. Like I love that movie. 
Uh, it just, it just, it yeah. had fucking absolutely everything. In like I said in the review, you have a bear with a fucking machine gun on its back at one point. <laughs> it's altered beast. Yes, that's all you need to know. It's just I, I absolutely love that movie. Did the Russians out Marvel Marvel? Hmm, that is a good question. That could be debated. That is just the Guardians, just great flick, man. Just great flick because they they <clears throat> they took the concept, they copied the concept, they just went in a different direction with it. Because everybody, basically everybody in the movie is like these failed or some kind of experiments that are mutations and they combined them. It's just weird stuff, government stuff. It's cool. Got Man Bear Pig. Basically, yes. Anyway, uh, number six, I have the Netflix series Mindhunter. That was fucking, it's David Fincher, number one, so you're getting quality. And number two, <laughs> it is, what are you talking about? What's the fun? David Fincher brings it, dude. David Fincher can make a fucking movie about Facebook interesting for some for fuck's sakes. I did like that uh, Fincher movie, and I liked uh, the one I talked about last year. Alien <laughs> Uh, what was that? No, nah, that murder mystery flick. Uh, I already forgot what it's called, but Gone but Girl? no, go ahead. Yeah, there you go, Gone Girl. I yeah, like yeah. that a lot. Anything, anything Fincher is Listen. thumbs up for me. But this one, it, it started out slow. I didn't know if the main character had like a, I don't know, Asperger's or some kind of mental problem, but he didn't. I think that's where it fell off. It's just fucking phenomenal. Uh, if you're into true crime. Or serial killer stuff. It's based on a book. I think it's called Mindhunter also. About how they put together the psycho psychological evaluations for serial killers. And it's just... It has the performance of the year. This guy playing Ed Kemper. Which these these guys at the FBI are putting this psych evaluation together. And they're going visit uh, serial killers around the nation. They visit Ed Kemper. They visit... Uh, Richard Speck, there's another one, I can't remember who, what his name was, but the guy who played Ed Kemper, holy shit, uh, performance of the year, this guy scared the living fuck out of me. A giant human being that is just, he's scarier than Hannibal Lecter was in the 90s, so check that out. Uh, what do you got for number five, Joe? Uh, Tim's already mentioned it, the, the Void. I, You know, I'm a sucker yes. for... For movies about mysterious cults and uh this one had that and it also had monsters you know practical effect monsters which i, I thought were were really cool I, I liked this movie a whole lot i am i i didn't like this movie but i am jazzed to see what these guys do next yeah i was gonna say you, by some chance you don't like the movie yeah you can't there's talent behind that fucking shit and it shows i i just didn't just too much John Carpenter influence for me. But yeah, there's fucking quality in there all over the place. I just didn't dig it too much. Uh, what am I on? Num er, shit. Tim, what do you got for number five? Number five is a documentary. It's The Creep Behind the Camera, released by Synapse Films this year. Uh, it's basically the reenactment 
documentary of the filmmaker Vic Savage, a.k.a. A.J. Nelson, a.k.a. Author White, a.k.a. had several other uh, names. He's the guy behind the making of the bad movie, or he was, yeah, he's the guy behind the bad movie, The Creeping Terror, from 1964. And I talked about it earlier in the year with Kyle, and basically it just... This dude was a dick and only made one movie in like 15 years. He was in Hollywood and basically he was like having threesomes in front of his wife and do, he was a drug addict and all this other stuff. And he was going to different Hollywood producers and being like, I'm going to make the biggest movie ever and was basically getting money and just going to spend it on drugs and hookers and everything else. And then would show up, and at one point he hung out with a young Charles Manson. Uh, he just goes completely insane at another point. And it all ends, how this movie got out there was this one producer that finally pulled, when uh, Vic came to go ask him for, m- for more money, he finally pulled his funds out. And basically Vic Savage disappeared and went to jail for some unrelated charges in some other city. When he went to Vic's house and it was just being like taken apart by movers and people that he owed money to, he found the creeping terror, a terror in a box huh. sitting in the garage and basically went and found a couple like editing pros in Hollywood. And it was just like, can you do anything with this? And they're like, no. <laughs> he, he was just like, um, well, just do whatever you can. Like, all the voices in the movie are actually dubbed. Um, the music is dubbed into it. They uh, just like, there's a bunch, there's like a whole thing behind how this movie, there was just like four hours of crap. And. <laughs> Basically, he paid off, like, editors to work, like, basically 24-7 for two weeks straight just trying to put something together. So he had hopes of throwing it into theaters to recoup some of his money. And that is the only reason this movie ever got released. Sounds interesting, man. I'm always a sucker for long oh, there's movies, a, dude. The Blu-ray from Synapse has a great uh, extra on it called How to Build Your Own Carpet Monster. And it just, they go, it shows, like, this dude spends a week building, like, the exact replica of the monster in the movie. And it just, it's some crazy stuff. It's it's great look, like, what happened behind the scenes of just odd stuff like that, that, you know, from the early 60s, like, how movies were being made. Yeah. I need to have a double feature with this and the one documentary that Joe was talking about last year about the guy who tried to sell the wonder wonder cure that was made out of goat testicles. Yeah, <laughs> that's some good shit there. I think it's called Nuts, right? Yeah. I've had that on the yeah, nuts. I've had that marked on the fire stick forever and haven't watched it yet. Uh, my number five was, uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Tim, was Trained to Busan. The uh, no. Korean zombie movie, man. It's, no, I haven't. I want to see it. I feel like I needed to have a zombie movie in there, and everyone, other, all the other ones have shit the bed that I saw this year. I haven't seen that girl with all the gifts yet. I've been that might get popped in tonight. 
But this one, this it's one got some it. flaws, but it's it's decent. And the one you're talking about right now, that's on my list too, and I've I've yet to sit down and watch it. It's pretty goddamn good, man. The Koreans do it right, and man, it's a really good dynamic between the father and the daughter that don't really get along. All the doll, all the daughter wants to do is go to Busan to be with her mother for her birthday, and the dad is kind of. He's your typical Korean businessman, lives for his job, and doesn't leave much time for anybody else. And he decides to go with the little girl because he thinks he's that she is uh, too young to go on the train by herself. And surprise, zombie apocalypse happens. And there's this really big fat Korean guy that I liked a lot in it that's like the muscle of the show. And, man, it's just a super solid fucking zombie movie. Loved it. Yeah. What do you got for number four, Joe? Number four, I have Wind River. Uh, one of the, the creators, I don't know if it's the director or the writer, same writer of the, the movie I talked about last year, Hell or High Water. And it's kind of got that same kind of vibe. You know, I'm sure you've heard people talking about this as it's going to be a big contender for Oscars or whatever. Uh, again, this is pretty violent film, not a, a pleasant film. It's pretty depressing. Uh, but damn it, it's really, really well done. And again, the just like that Lynch movie I talked about earlier, the violence in this is not—it's not glorified whatsoever. It's ugly, ugly violence. Does Jeff Bridges show up and throw Mexican racial slurs around? <laughs> no. Like, oh man, that was the best part of fucking Hell or High Water. <laughs> he was or that great. Indian guy. He was making fun of Indian. It was fucking. Yeah. That movie's great. Well, we got a lot of Indians in this, and we do have some racial slurs towards Indians, mainly by Indians. So, you know. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, what do you got for four, Tim? Uh, number four is Fist of Jesus. Is this a porno? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a Spanish short film that like hit you to a YouTube. In a just fiery storm earlier in the year. It's like 20, I think it's 15 or 20 minutes long. But it's basically, it's a film that had to be influenced by Peter Jackson. That's basically Jesus is trying to help resurrect a woman's son. And he ends up becoming a zombie and starts biting all the Romans. And <laughs> next thing you know... You have Roman zombies, you've got cowboy zombies show up, and Jesus must kick zombie ass, and he starts fighting people with fish. And the comedy relief is Judas, who keeps trying to kill himself, and Jesus keeps bringing, himself back to, bringing Judas back to life. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you could find it at fistofjesus.com. Speaking of fists, Joe... <laughs> I want you to tell your boy Tom Martino that I am waiting with bated breath to see Fisted. Aren't we all? I am. <laughs> God all. damn it, where is it at, Tom Martino? He, you know, uh, he's told me he's been working on it on his free time that the, the guy that was doing all his editing and all that, he just kind of like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. So Tom's doing it all on his own. God damn it. So, I want to see that Tommy it, Dreamer and Fisted. Uh, my number four was uh, the better version of the Belko experiment, and that was Mayhem with uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead and bootleg Margot Robbie in 
Yeah, I still want to see that. It's the better version of the Belco experiment. People are trapped in an office building, and there's a. I love the. I love the fucking hook for this movie. It's what's this called? Mayhem. It just got released. Mayhem. Okay. Yeah, it just got released on that Shutter pay-per-view, whatever Netflixy type site. It's got Glenn from The Walking Dead, and basically it's the Belco experiment. People get trapped in a high-rise. And this high-rise is a law firm that there's a virus, and you get this virus that is broken out, and you go fucking berserk for, like, I think 72 hours. So this law firm handled the first case of someone going berserk and killing a bunch of people, and they got the guy off. So it sets the precedent. If you go fucking crazy on this virus for 72 hours, anything you do... You're not held responsible for it. And everybody in this law office gets the virus. And it is fucking gory as shit. It does break Kyle's number one movie law. And throughout, this lady uses a fucking nail gun as a goddamn automatic weapon. But I will forgive it because (laughs) it was so much fun. It was like Army of Darkness meets Office Space. And, man, I love the shit out of it. And... There's backstabbings, and you're. It's basically everybody that has worked in an office building has the dream of just killing everybody there because they can't stand them. It's wish fulfillment. It's it's fucking great. It's called Mayhem. Everybody go check it out. Uh, what do you got for number three, Joe? We're getting to the nitty gritty here. Number three, I just watched this one today. Blade of the Immortal. Uh, it's a Takashi Miike adaptation of a pretty popular manga that i've never read it was made into an anime cartoon in the 80s or 90s never watched it but this is uh this is some good shit if you dig samurai movies and uh i guess he's a superhero it's a, it's about a samurai who is cursed to live forever this uh demon witch lady comes in as he's dying on the battlefield and infects him with these blood worms that will heal his wounds and the plot of the movie is uh, a little girl whose family was murdered by this group that's pretty much going around and killing everybody that has a, uh, a martial arts school. Hmm. Um, she hires this guy, this, uh, this guy with the blood worms, to go kill all these people. And it's just a series of, of him encountering each one of them, and each one of those people has like a – like a certain skill or a certain weapon that they use, so it's real typical in that uh, in that form of a kung fu movie. But but it's really well done. It's a lot of fun. I hadn't seen uh, a martial arts movie like this in a while, so I, I really dug it. Well, you said Takashi K and typical. That those yeah. two do not go together. So I am very interested in this. It, it's definitely worth watching. You know if if. Uh, you know, if you can deal with the subtitles, uh, which, which, you know, I don't have a problem with that, but his stuff is usually not dubbed. So, but, I mean, if a lot of it's fighting anyway, so. Yeah. That's what we have out of print <laughs> Dan for. He can find that shit. Yeah, there you go. What do you got for your number three, Tim? Number three for me is a tie again, 3A and 3B. It is Garden Party Massacre and Pool Party Massacre. <laughs> Uh, these were two independent films that came out around the same time, both going for 
Kind of like uh, if you're a fan of all the Slumber Party Massacre movies, that kind of stuff, especially Pool Party, actually not only does an 8-bit intro to the movie, but also like uh, I would say a good 15 minutes of the movie is kind of spoofing Slumber Party Massacre. It's just a lot of fun. And Garden Party Massacre is like it's really funny it, but it's plain and simple, takes place in one location, but it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Basically about a couple that has a small gathering and they tell tell the friends that come they can't bring their cell phones. So next thing you know, somebody plays a prank where uh, a serial killer shows up to their house and the prank goes wrong. They kill the serial killer and they realize a zombie apocalypse is happening outside and they don't believe it's actually happening. It just really funny good movie by gregory blair and then pool party massacre but uh like i said if you like uh slumber party massacre you're gonna enjoy what drew maverick did with it just both were absolutely great fun slasher film type kind of flicks to watch cool uh my number three is a movie that i just watched yesterday and I didn't talk about it earlier. Uh, it's kind of in that artsy-fartsy middle ground that we got a lot of this year. This movie's called Super Dark Times. Um, Joe, I think you'd love this movie. Tim, I think you'd love it, too. It's like, what if Stand By Me happened in, like, 1986? And instead okay. of going to see a dead body... What if you were you – know, all these kids are doing the, you know, normal Saturday afternoon fuck around shit going around in in their neighborhood and just, just screwing off like kids do. And one of them's older brothers in the military. They, they go into his room. They find pot. They find nunchucks. They find a ninja sword. And they're going out in the field. They're <laughs> fucking around with the ninja sword cutting up uh, – uh, milk, milk jugs and stuff thrown in the air, and one of them gets into a fight. What if, what if Gordy accidentally, accidentally got in a fight with Jerry O'Connell and Stand By Me, and the kid fell on the sword and died? And then they decide to fucking bury Jerry O'Connell and try to get away with murder. And there's a lot of these kids are probably, I think they're freshmen. And they're, they're getting into girls. They're talking a lot of this stuff, this filthy shit that they're talking about. They're watching scrambled porn. And they're talking about who they'd fuck in their high school yearbook. Shit you did in there. And it gets pretty dark. One of them kind of goes a little crazy. And, man, it is real fucking good. And I've not heard a lot of people talk about this. I've heard it a couple places, so I threw it on the fire stick today. And man, it is good. It's called Super Dark Times. Everybody go fucking check it out. So, we're down to number two. Joe, what you got? Is is that a movie on a streaming service or anything yet? Or I, like, uh, I don't think so. It might okay, be so on I, Netflix. I, you know, I haven't checked, but maybe uh, maybe I, I got a, uh online screener in the mail or something. It's super good, dude. <laughs> All right. What you got for number two, Joe? Number two, uh, I have Logan. Mm. And you guys know my disdain for comic book movies. I know uh, your disdain for comic book movies, yes. Right. This was uh, 
this was more than a comic book movie. This was just a good movie. This was just a, a solid flick with good characters, uh, good plot. You know, there was some things that I didn't like about it, and that's just me being a geek. You know, being a comic book purist or whatever. But I can't really even remember what those things were. You know, more I remember the stuff that I liked about it. You know, sure, I wanted uh, the Reavers. I wanted the guy on the treadmill, you know, like, like <laughs> in the Eliminators. Uh, but I thought they did this right, man. I thought I thought it was a, a really fitting swan song for the character, too. I mean, I know he's not done. They're going to do more shit with oh, him yeah. later on down the line. But for at least for uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I thought it was a, a great fitting ending. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Uh, Tim, what do you got for number two? Uh, number two is Get Out. Mm. I, I really liked it a lot. I, I Like Joe was saying earlier, I, I know what he was saying. He has a question about it, too, but I just thought it was plain. It was simple, and I was just really refreshing to see uh, a simple horror movie in the theaters and actually get some love, and I thought it was really cool. And it also helped me remind myself, don't trust rich, skinny girls. So. <laughs> Don't trust Whitey. That's the moral. Yeah, don't story. trust Whitey. Yeah, that that's what I got out of the movie. But what was your question, Joe? Tim, uh, do you remember the trailer for this movie? This is something me and Tom have talked about and asked about. In the I, trailer, there's a scene where like he's running and there's like a like a skeleton, a horse, skeleton ghost, here. or something. Yeah, what I right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember the trailers. I'll be honest. I. The tra- I just remembered a 30-second spot for this, and that was it. I do remember it, the skeleton deer. Yeah, something like that. And, I, you know, that was one of the selling points for me. It's like, oh, shit, that looks cool as hell. I want to go see that. But that wasn't in the movie at all. So no, I, I, I didn't wanted, know this existed. You know, yeah, dude, yeah. I remember it. And it's already out on DVD, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it has a different ending, too. Yeah, so I don't know if there's any special features or anything that that shows that, or, or they just cut that out entirely. I just, I, yeah, it looked pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I just wondered what happened. I'm there. with you. I'm kind of interested in this now. Yeah, but no, the movie was very clever. You know, he did a lot of things. There's a lot of uh, just little things in the in the course of the movie that clue you in onto what's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was a good movie. It. it but like I said, for me, it was a, a Twilight Zone flick. And and uh, once I saw it, I was like, okay, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, could see, I could see how you could think it's like a Twilight Zone episode. I just, like I said, I just enjoyed um, a plain and simple horror movie. It just, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And I thought, also, too, I thought it was great for what is going on in society right now. I thought yeah. it at the right time. I think if this movie came out even a couple years ago, it goes over people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a great time for it. Uh, there's rumblings that it may have some Oscar contentions too. So yeah. that, that nominated really cool. for an Oscar under the drama category. Well, they don't have a horror category. No, you know, I know. It's like, what the, f- well, the Oscars are, Got its head up their ass. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Oscars doesn't even have categories. Or like Academy Awards. Picture, right? Or so it would be Golden Globes. Something like it does that. that. It's, it's nominated for like something that it's 
like comedy or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, their their classification system is pretty weird, but I need to give this one another shot. This is like a Fight Club situation where you can watch it the first time and be like, get your socks blown off, and then you watch it the second time and it's even better because you see all the hints and stuff. But I I just have never went back. It didn't make any of my list this year just because I wanted. I wanted them white people to be fucking werewolves. God damn it. Still kind of down if they weren't werewolves. I wanted them to be horse ghost people. Horse deer fucking skeletons. <laughs> um, my number two is a movie that I watched for the first time this week, and it is going to go down in history for me as the most batshit fucking thing I think I've ever seen on fucking film. And that movie is Mother. I got a text message at 3 in the morning from Out of Print Dan last night, Tim. That mm. said, oh, my God, Mother is a fucking goddamn unbelievable fucking movie. And I said, fuck, yeah, it is. I can't describe the love. This is this movie is the first half. It's Jennifer Lawrence and that crazy guy that has a weird voice that I can't say his name from No Country for Old Men because that movie sucks anyway and nothing happens. Javier, Javier Bardem. Yeah, I can't. I can't never say his name. But God, fuck that movie still pisses me off. Nothing happens in it. But this one, he's she's restoring his childhood house. He's a writer. Um, they are in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't even show you like a driveway to this house. And one day, Ed Harris knocks on the door. And says, he, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was a bed and breakfast. They invite him in, and he ends up staying. Then, um, fuck, what was her name? Melanie Griffith, no, not Melanie Griffith, the other one. Who was Catwoman? Uh, Halle no, Berry. Berry. No, not Holly Berry, the good Catwoman, not the shit Catwoman. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Jim and I up. thought the same shit. Michelle Pfeiffer, people just start showing up at this house, and it turns into anarchy. To the point of where there is World War Three and baby murders happening in this house at the end, and this is—it's the craziest movie you'll ever watch. I wanted—I want T-shirt Joe to watch it because I wanted—I wanted his input on this. I feel like like this is a very T-shirt Joe movie. It blew my fucking dick in dirt. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on the fucking screen. It's one of those movies. It's like. This, I can understand why people were walking out of the theater in this. They weren't ready for it. Like, this hmm. will, it, it's a real religious allegory. There's a lot of shit in there about nature. But I saw it as, like, you know, typically I'm the nice guy and I'll do anything for you, but that always bites me in the ass because, you know, once you're the nice guy, then you end up doing a ton of shit for people because they expect it out of you. And that's what I saw in this movie. And I just, words can't describe. I can't put the fucking sentence together to explain it to you how crazy this fucking movie gets. So that's number two. Okay, Joe, what do you got for number one? This is always a good one. Okay, before I do do number one, I want to give you my favorite TV show of 2017. Sure. Which is uh, still American Crime. I think it was last year as well. Uh, yeah. Look, looking forward to a new season. This uh, this show's fucking badass. It is a very depressing, hard look at the at the justice system and how everybody can get fucked by it. Oh yeah. Um, my favorite book 
it's not in 2017, <coughs> but it's Joe Hill's Nosferatu. Mm. Uh, fucking amazing. It's a great, scary Christmas story. If they make this into a movie, they can make the next horror icon in uh oh in the in the in the monster villain whatever you want to call him mr manx a guy that uh kidnaps children and takes them to christmas town and is slowly robbing them of their humanity it's it's very violent very ugly uh funny at times and it was just badass i was blown away by it uh favorite comic book is a, a book that spun off of another book I've talked about called Harbinger. It's a valiant yeah. book. Uh, after Joshua was done writing Harbinger, he said, you know, fuck this. Let me focus on the bad guy from Harbinger. And the book's called Imperium, and it's him basically trying to take over the world. And I always said that the best villains are the ones that think they're being altruistic, you know, that they, they actually think that what their plan is is what's best for the world so it's a very interesting look at this guy so then finally real number one walker dude there (laughs) (laughs) my number one uh movie of 2017 is a dark song Mm. did either of you guys see this one no but i know that you watched it and i am curious because i know that you love the occult and i know this is about the occult and yeah I, I love a respectful look at the occult, and right. I think this was the, the difference between <coughs> this and The Devil's Candy, which are very similar uh, in plot, but A Dark Song takes a better look at the occult, a, a look at uh, at the road someone willingly travels instead of like the other guy that gets kind of thrown into it. This is about a woman who uh, her child was abducted and murdered, and she hires an occultist because she wants to talk to her her son one last time. And so it is – a lot of the movie is just the process of she's – you know, some of the rituals she has to go through. and It takes you know, just years, like, right? Like I know it's a long process. Well, you don't know because they, they kind of lose sense of time. They lose sense of what's going on. Uh, it seems like nothing's happening. Then all of a sudden everything's happening, and it has an ending – that you really wouldn't expect and that I was very, very pleased with. I won't watch it and then see what you say. A lot of people that that have seen it, they didn't like it. So I, I know I'm kind of in the minority, but I usually am in movies of this sort. Uh, fuck, it's good. It's it's one that I'm going to be revisiting probably at least once a year. I, I like those occult movies, man. I'll tell you what, dude. I have went back and watched that as above, so below, so many fucking times. This might be that movie of this year for me. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix right now, so oh, you got that. Cool. You can watch it. Fuck yeah, I'm watching it tonight then. Tim, what's your number one? My number one, of course, is Dolph Lundgren and Don't Kill It. Interesting. <laughs> a movie That's I love. a damn fun movie. Yeah, I cracked up a lot watching it, Tim. Exactly. It's, it's, it's Dolph Lundgren is a demon hunter. I was in soon as I heard that was going to happen in the movie, and I didn't even see the movie. And when I got it, it lived up to everything I wanted. 
<laughs> I just if you're not in after that first ten minutes where the neighbor kills his family, then walks next door, murders everyone. Check yeah, out. that was fucking fantastic. It just it's a it's just a great movie and makes me enjoy. Uh, it just makes me enjoy Dolph Lundgren that much more. Dude, kind of. And it is a Christmas movie, movie, right? I think. Um, I think it begins at Christmas. I think okay. all the dad <laughs> stuff was at Christmas. Yeah. All right. Or some such. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man, that dude kind of had a resurgence this year. It was like Dolphomania. Yep. He, he kind of took the good choice around. Yeah, good choice, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my number one, Tim is gonna hate me this year, was a movie that I watched on YouTube that knocked my fucking socks off. I love movies that don't make a lick of fucking sense, and they're fun, and I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm having a fucking ball of a time watching this, and I put it out on, on Facebook, like, oh my god, I think I might have found a movie that rivals Spookies and the Crazy Factor and the Monsters. Oh, Jesus. And fuck you, Tim Gross, number one movie <laughs> of the year, Graveyard Disturbance. Oh, Mario fuck Obama. you. A made for Fuck TV you movie and your boring ass everything. fucking movie. <laughs> how is it boring? It's dumb. Oh man, there's a bar in the middle of nowhere with a neon Miller Lite sign. Fucking ran by a guy whose eyeballs hanging out of his fucking head. And upstairs he has a fucking treasure chest full of gold and money and credit cards and panties for people who can stay the night in the underground crypt. And they go down there and they find bootleg Italian Midian. How do you... And there's Kiss, a little midget fucking werewolf monster wearing a Kiss Destroyer shirt down there in bootleg Midian. And humping zombies. It had It's like the most up Kyle's Alley movie I saw all this year. I fucking love it so much. And, and the ending of the movie is... Well, the whole fucking movie hinges on the very first thing that happens is a bunch of Italian kids in the sweetest van in fucking movie history uh, steal some candy bars from a dude and then get lost. And then the movie ends where the cops just show up and arrest the kids. Yeah. And Tim hates it because no one dies in the movie. No one dies in the fucking movie. Who fucking cares? There's bootleg Italian Midian down there, man. It's fucking, there's, a, there's a lady so, with 37 eyeballs in her head. And a little so they do the Monty Python and the Holy Grail ending? Yes! That's exactly how the movie ends. The Italian cops just show up and arrest everyone. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Everybody, please. God damn, when Spookies gets out on DVD, this is the next one I'm pushing for, dude. There's no... This might as well be Spookies Part 2. Because it makes that much sense... It's that much fun. There's that many monsters in it. I love movies where they go underground, like Joe loves sub-movies. And this has it all. I don't know what the fuck. I echo out of Brindan's <laughs> statements in saying, I don't know what the fuck Tim Gross's problem is, why he doesn't like his fucking movie. <laughs> Tim's just wrong sometimes, everybody, and this is it. Number one movie of the no, year. No, fuck you. I couldn't have, honest to God, loved a movie more than this fucking movie. Why shouldn't we watch this movie, Tim? Because uh, it's stupid. It's, it's fucking stupid. stupid. It's win. boring. No one dies in the fucking movie. It's, uh, anything it's just, but boring. I don't know what you're talking just, about. It's terrible. It's not terrible. There's Italian gore effects. There's zombies that don't want to eat flesh 
He just wants to hump his zombie girlfriend. And there's something wrong with that. And he freaks out. And the, the humans scare people in Italian bootleg Midian and they run to their graves. It's great. Where did the little wolfman guy fucking get the Kiss Destroyer t-shirt, Tim? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who cares? This movie is awesome from top to bottom. Bar, or Lamberto Bava did it. No. How, how much? It's beautiful. It's a fucking masterpiece. No. Anyway, uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. What, in the kind of movies that we like, what kind of year was it this year? Good, bad, indifferent? I th- I honestly believe 2017 didn't have a middle ground. Just like politics, I don't think there was a middle ground for 2017 movies. I think they either sucked or they were really good. Or they were fake news. Yeah, that too. But it just I don't think there was a middle ground for movies this year. I completely 100% disagree. I think it was all middle ground this year. Mm, like, yeah. like we oh. talked about like The Devil's Candy a dark song, super dark times. There are all these middle ground, like not independent the way you talk about independent, Tim. Like, like these movies had a little bit of money behind them, but they were still working outside the mainstream shit that, that were really fucking good, man. And I haven't even got to half of them yet. There's one called the lure about fucking cannibalistic mermaids. And it's a musical that I have to fucking watch yet. There's just so many of them that I want to see that I haven't got uh, got around to yet. There wasn't a lot that I was excited about this, this year. Uh, the I was excited to go see uh, Blade Runner, but never got to the theater to see it, so I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, it would have made my list or not, man. Um, I still want to see it, but uh, yeah, and the only one, the other one, The Shape of Water, I was excited to see that. Went to go see it, and eh. It's a mediocre movie, you know, right. not bad, not good. Um, I don't know. And the things that I did like the most were things that didn't really play in the theaters or, you know, got pushed out of the theaters like Triple Nine, like a dark song that I hadn't even heard of, you know, just saw it on Netflix and, hey, we'll watch this. And it fucking blew me away. You know, uh, The Void, you know, did that get a theatrical release? No. Uh, I think it was one of those real limited Chicago type. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the stuff on our on our, our hated list or the worst list, those, those were movies that got you know big big pushes. You know, Split. They were fuck. You couldn't turn on Hulu without you know seeing a seeing a commercial for this you know twenty times during your program or whatever. Yeah, I think every one of my worst of the year was a movie I saw in the theater. Yep, every one, except Leatherface. So, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, fucking, this movie theater shit is getting a little out of control. Anyway, is there anything you're looking forward to seeing next year? Uh, shit, I don't even know what's coming out next year. Predator movie. Rampage. <laughs> no, not Rampage. You gotta see Rock uh, fight a giant monkey. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'll just do a rock marathon that day and watch Jumanji and Rampage. Oh, my mom uh, said the funniest thing today. She said, that Jumanji movie looks funny. And I just like, Mom, I want to punch <laughs> you in the face. Uh, no, I, I have no idea what's coming out. You know, and I'm usually on top of these things. I know, yeah, like, you know, let's look for this or that. And 
Fuck, I can't think of a single thing. I can't either. The only the only movies I've even seen advertised are coming next summer. I can't get fucking excited for a movie fucking six months away. Fuck off. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about uh, about comic book movies. That's all I hear, you know, and I've really got no interest in, in the majority of that. Yeah, maybe Deadpool too, but I just want to see Cable mainly. No, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in like you mentioned earlier the the porn parodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's anything I learned this year, it's uh from Chuck Connors. He told me there's a whole new uh, genre of porn where people don't dress up like superheroes, but they break into people's houses that are superheroes and jerk off on their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I had a whole conversation about that with, with Chuck Connors this year, so let me check out some of that genre. I think it's called Shoe Jerk or Shoe Wank. I don't know. <laughs> so if you're into breaking uh. into Wonder Woman's house and jerking off on her boots, there's a whole genre porn for you. Anyway, anybody got anything to say before we get out of here? That was our top ten worst and honorable mentions of the year. No. No. I can't wait to see that. Ready Player One to see some insane nostalgia wank. <laughs> that fucking movie, Jesus Christ. Enough. Uh, what do you got to pimp, Joe, before we get out of here? Uh, you can go to fastcustomshirts.com, and uh, it's business is going to be dead for like the next two weeks because of Christmas and everything like that. During that time, I sit around and design or put together a bunch of new shirts. So... After the new year, you'll just see a bunch of shit pop in there. So uh, check that out if you want to hear me and Tom just talk about maybe nothing or just me getting pissed off because of you know he starts focusing on dead dicks or something <laughs> stupid during the show. You can go to the THC Horrible Movie Podcast, which I think is on the Horophilia Network. We record like once a week. Uh, maybe every eight episodes we'll have a good one. But uh, I couldn't tell you which one is good, and most of them are bad. Tim, what you got to pimp? Of course, you always find me here at Bloodbaths and Boomsticks, uh, grossmoviereviews.com. You always check out grossfest.com. Just, uh, you know, we haven't added any more guests, but you can always go there, get a vendor space, get a hotel room. Got all the links through grossfest.com. Hope to see everybody July 28th, and eh, that's about it. I've got nothing to pimp. Hopefully next year I'll get my ass back to second shift so I can start putting out episodes on the regular. Because Kyle is not a first shift guy. And it's already, all about second shift, Kyle. Yeah, it is. And I'm already calling it movie of the year next year. Tom Martino's fisted. I like the. I, I'm going to say then 1B is going to be another Wolf Cop. No, we forgot about Wolf Cop coming. Yeah, another Wolf Cop is, yeah, that's what I'm calling. All I want next year is for... Cleveland to win like four games. Uh, they still haven't won one yet, right? Nope. <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> no. Anyway, anybody got to say anything to say before we get the fuck out of here? R.I.P. Tim Wilder. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, good night, buddy. Bootleg Tim Gross. Sorry, we're going to miss you, man. And we're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. Turn out the lights. The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night 
the part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again I should have known you'd be behind this fiendish Dr. Wu. Your knowledge of scientific biological transmogrifications is only outmatched by your zest for kung fu treachery. Have you ever seen a spoon that large? No, not, not since breakfast. I do not for one think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Are you saying that I would cut off a chicken's head, put my dick in it, fuck it, and go, ah, you accuse me of fucking a chicken, motherfucker? No, I, I ain't calling you chicken fucker, but that boy over there looks sex, sexually frustrated, and I don't approve of chicken fucking. They're all gonna laugh at you. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. Best of seven? Damn right! Greetings from the humongous. The Lord humongous. The warrior of the wasteland. The Ayatuna of Rock and Roller. We have the holy hand grenade. Yes, of course. The holy hand grenade of Antioch. It is one of the sacred relics Brother Maynard carries with him. Brother Maynard, bring up the holy hand grenade. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? Are you fucking crazy? We are closed. Off the air till tomorrow. You'll have to just come back. No, but, but yeah, but... Whoa. So this is Radio Land, huh? The Infinite Turtle ways for the ether fuzz roll on forever am i the meanest sure am i the prettiest sure am i the baddest mofo low down around this town sure well who am i sure who am i sure i can't hear you sure okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.